right, guys. Light them up. And they're off. Mine was already opened. Uh, got this fucking fantastic Market Garden Brewery. Camera's on my right today. Uh, Shandy, a lemon shandy. Thank you, Chris Smith. You got it, buddy. This thing is, again, we've mentioned this before, brewed and canned in Cleveland, Ohio. This motherfucker, this is the best shandy. This thing is, oh, it's so good. Um, many, many shandies taste like somebody took a low-powered beer and then just like put lemon juice in it or whatever. No, this thing's really good. Like, you can tell they're using, like, whole fruit in this thing. There you go. Yeah. That Miller or Bud Light lemonade that I had was just garbage. It was, it was yeah. very tough. And you know what? It's not, there's not too many things that you can do with Bud Light to Bud rescue. Light lime it. is fine, but yeah. the Bud Light lemonade bring it back and from Bud the Light edge. orange is just way too much. Terrible. Terrible. To my left is Nick DeVito, who literally just put a piece of meat mm-hmm. in his mouth. He's like, fuck you, Nick. <laughs> It's good, too. It is good, yeah. So this is more charcuterie, and to his left? Chris Smith. Who brought the charcuterie? Mm-hmm. Smoked sausage from 2017. Oh, yeah. So smoked. Three made, years. Uh, in cryovac, in mm-hmm. the freezer. Just uh, thawed it out about three or four days ago. It is fantastic. Cleaning out the freezer. Mm-hmm. Got some freezer meat. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> how, yeah. how would you rate it on a scale of nine to ten? I was going to say, of a scale to awesome <laughs> to better... Oh, then awesome. It's really good. And it's funny because it does not have any heat to it. There's no spiciness, but there's really, really good flavor. And the fat ratio is really good. So it gives you something nice to chew on. And it's got, oh, there's a lot of reward to it. I love it. Got Sounds like you're talking about sweater meat. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um, yeah. And so uh, to his left, Steve Hoffert. Drinking a Krabby's. Totally appropriate. Yeah. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. They should <laughs> be called the fucking Grumpy shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. If they had Grumpies, that's what yeah, you'd be doing. Grumpy. I'm not Grumpy. God damn it. I'm not Grumpy. Yeah. So, um, and to his left? Johnny Mac. Drinking. Well, I'm finishing off my goggle fogger, but I'm having a delicious, this is a domestic beer brewed uh, right out in Colorado, I think. <laughs> Uh, it's all natural. Uh, it's a lighter type of uh, what I would call Pilsner, but it has notes of strawberry. I might even and call that a Rattler. Uh, little notes of like a yeah. strawberry and right. lemonade aftertaste. It's the Natter Days. <laughs> Natter Days. From 2017. It was. Uh, it is also. To go with I, it is charcuterie. It is, that is like the, the Natty Days, the Natter Days 30 pack that is the magic <laughs> oil that keeps it. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. I think it actually tastes better, though, than the newer ones that I've been. I bought some like. A, oh, yeah. Uh, the Pounders. Yeah. This is a little more. There's a little more to it. It's not as watered down. Oh, there. Maybe they changed the recipe. But that was the last one in that particular drawer. Oh, was. Then that might be the last one of that thirty pack. Wow. So that might be the end of the thirty pack from last summer. How many podcasts did that survive? Oh, quite a few. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not exactly my always go to beer. Right. So none of those get drink during the work week. Right. You know, uh, they say, "Give a man a beer, he drinks for a day." That's right. Teach a man to brew. Teach a man to brew. Drinks for the rest of his life. You know, I'd like to point out that I (laughs) noticed that. uh, Yeah. Phil didn't ask everybody what they rode today. No. And there's probably no. a very solid reason for that. Yeah, yeah. If you would have rode your motorbike today, you'd have been riding upstream with the fishes. Yeah. Uh, it was motherfucking moist. This is the first today. time I haven't ridden for two years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and now that being said, to his left, we'll we'll do a round first. Steve Sleepy. And also just mouthful of popcorn. So yep, that's yep, good. Right good right timing. Right. The uh, We are, we count ourselves blessed. I mean, our friends in Santa Cruz are dealing with wildfires. 
um, and and lightning that just keeps causing things to keep burning. And our friends in Narlins and our friends in Texas are dealing with uh, a hurricane, you know, on on shore and creating all kinds of problems. And we're in here here in Cleveland. What we've had though is we've had a bizarre weirdo summer storm that lasted all fucking day, and it's been a gully washer, as my grandfather would say. <laughs> it has not stopped, and it's been motherfucking wet. Uh, I did ride several bikes today. I think we have a casualty tonight, too. Dan Kromke right. uh, reporting basement flooding. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, right. wasn't uh, able to be here. And Dr. Waters is taking let's, care let's, of our basement flooding. Does everybody do a slow trombone for Daniel Kromke? Well, and he said his basement flooded. That was where his man cave was. Yes. Like, all mm-hmm. his stuff. All of his cool shit was. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a little soggy and it's not yeah not to- terrible, terrible or anything. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Even two inches though in your basement, that means all the carpeting's got to come out. Come yep. out. If he's got a finished basement, that means yep. it's going to soak boards. the drywall up at least yep. a foot and stuff. Like yep. oh, it could be a real mess if you have a nice basement. Yeah, I'm hoping that he does. We know where our leaks are. We know where our problems are in our basement, and we've kind of routed things into the sump pump, and you know. So we've got a decent system, but you got you do have to kind of play it. You got to work it. So yours is coming from the walls. Mine's like, coming from the walls. Yeah, not up yeah. through the. So I got B dry uh, basement waterproofing system. Yeah, right. Thank God we don't know. Right, I've got B dry basement waterproofing on three of my four walls, but one of my walls they B dry couldn't do because the wall is like it's got a bathroom against it and a shower and all kinds of other shit. So we just haven't committed to doing that wall yet. So three fourths of my basement all runs into. Uh, perforated piping along the base that runs into a crock that has a sump pump out. This is, uh, you know, hydrodynamics with Cleveland Moto. And, but one wall does leak like a son of a bitch. And so we've kind of got a system of things laid out to channel those leaks to the floor drains. Sandbags? Mm. Pretty much, yeah. They're small sandbags. And they're they're meant, they're meant to let, to capture that water. Now, one half of my basement is uh, linoleum, you know, tile. The other half of my basement is carpeted and finished. So we want to protect the carpeted and finished side. So the floor drains are located in such a way that we can catch that before it goes that way. So hopefully we're good. So I, was, I used to go to council meetings yeah. in a city that's close to this city. Yes. Yeah. And so the I used to, and I used to work for that city. And this one day this guy comes in. And he starts screaming at the council. He's got a bag, a, a baggie, okay? Yeah. Filled with female accoutrements. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mice. And turds. We call them mice. Yeah. yeah. Right. And he's Sanitary screaming mice. about how this is backing up through a sewer yeah. and it's, you know, whatever. And so the council calls. They knew that I was, you know, I was managing that place. And they call me up and I said, I'm sorry to inform you, sir, but that's your wife's and your own poop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because when it rains, yeah. If you have any, if you have like blockage in your, um, uh, like if you have roots growing in your sure. in your sewer, yeah. Generally, your own water pushes your own shit through your basement. That's I mean, like correct. your rainwater pushes your own shit backwards through your pipe into your basement, and all that stuff that is, is nice held back crazy. by your own roots. Yeah. So. That guy just totally lost his... Tell your wife to put her tampons in the garbage. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Or give them the raccoons. <laughs> yeah, they like it. They need some iron. They get some <laughs> iron in their in their diet that way. I pulled, I, you know, one one time, I uh, one of our machines blacked up, mm-hmm. and my guys wouldn't fix it, so I had to do it myself. I pulled out a ball of tampons oh. this big. Oh, he's making the size of like a beach ball. Yeah. yeah. So, but the best part was this is when I pulled it out. I pulled that out and I said I found the mayor's tampon because <laughs> she was a, she was nasty. <laughs> we went through that experience she, she at our was house a too. many years ago. She was ago. a very large. This is yeah, this is not this is it's nobody that I know right now. <laughs> nobody we know right now. Don't worry about it. I yep. was there with Sam the plumber when he was going. You know, we our basement flooded the one time and it really hadn't. We had all waterproofing. Uh, you know. Our whole wall, our basement has never given us a problem, and all of a sudden it did. Mm-hmm. And at first, I didn't quite get it because it was like only when our sump pump ran, it started coming up through us. And I, and I thought originally we had two separate systems. Well, I learned that in a city close to us that you won't won't be named. <laughs> it doesn't matter; it all goes down the same pipe and everything like that. But yeah, what he pulled out at first, I thought he was pulling out like a, somebody had flushed a rag down it or something. Right. Well, like literally a rag, and then I realized, oh no. He's like, yeah, that's what you think it is. I'm that's like, oh. exactly right. And yep. then like, it was just like, I'm like, that's not even just one month. That's had to been like building up for a while. Years. That'll make a happy guy grumpy. They must <laughs> Somehow they must like get snagged up and get hang. Once one hangs up, another one hits it and clings onto it, and they just build up or something. They like each other. Okay, anything about motorcycles? <laughs> so I will say that. This morning, I I kind of had made a decision that hell or high water, literally, I was going to ride this morning. And when I decided to come into work, there we had this like respite. So it had rained a bit. It backed off. I was like, perfect time. So today I'm going to call today my day of 650s because fucking today I rode every bike I rode, I think was a 650. (laughs) And I rode a lot of 650s today. So I rode into work on a Versus 650, a 2015 Versus 650. <clears throat> I still am going to say the motherfucking bike is a great motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It doesn't take up any extra room in the garage because it's narrow. It's, you know, it's 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 not bigger than it needs to be. Right. The one I rode in today has no bags on it. It's just naked the way it came from the factory. And... Got on the bike, fired it up. It has been sitting in my garage. I keep everything on a battery tender, of course. Uh, go out. It's like eighth bike from the door kind of thing in my garage. I'm like, I'm going to take that into work this morning. I'm like, that's what I want to ride. And also, if it starts fucking pouring on me, the it's got a good windshield on it from the factory. And so I dressed pretty much like if it rains on me, I'm not going to be totally miserable, but I'm going to be okay. Full face helmet, a jacket that I know is mostly waterproof, and overpants that I know are mostly waterproof. Left my house. I forgot about the Versys magic thing that it does. It loves the fucking wheelie. Like, (laughs) nobody would... If you told somebody, well, I got to warn you about the Versys. It has one tendency that it tends to do. A 650 Versys. It does happy wheelies. Mm -hmm. So it does these cool wheelies that occur at about... 6,000 RPM. So, like, when you pull out of your driveway, you make the right onto the main road, and you give it. Well, when you give it, 
when it gets to about 6K, the front end just gets real light and starts coming up on you. And you're like, oh, that's, <laughs> I forgot. You may be a 650, but you're a very happy 650. So the front end came up and I was like, oh, this is fun. This just became super enjoyable. My ride to work just got so much better. And then pull the clutch in, grab second gear, and the front wheel just comes right back up again. I was like, this is what I remember. That's what verses versus do so well. They really do. They're just like a power plant. That parallel twin just loves to give you rev. And it loves to give you that kind of like, if you short shift it, it's going to be a boring 650. You're going to feel like it's a 650. But if you let it wander into its upper revs, it's really going to start giving you real nice wheel lifting torque. So that was fun. So I was riding it, you know, into work and decided just having so much fun i was going to take the long way and you know wander into the metro parks and all that uh, fuck me over <laughs> so i didn't you know i live west of here so the weather hits us first yep. and then we know that we've got you know a 20 minute delay or something until it gets here to the shop you could run away from it you can i totally run away from it yeah. a lot yeah and you're right you can see it coming over the lake and you can be like that's going to happen yeah. and so, but I got in the metro parks where the trees are all around me and I, mm. I lose my sight of the sky. So I can't see the sky anymore. I'm just in the trees. Well, then it I got shit hammered. So, I mean, I got just drenched. Are your underwear still wet? My shoes are in my office. <laughs> my, my, my first pair of shoes, you know, because I always keep extras here at the shop. But the rain pants they're not really rain pants they're adventure pants. Mm. And fuck that, by the adventure. way. Adventure pants should be waterproof. Okay, none of this shit where it's like it's waterproof on the outsides, but then in the expansion panels in the middle, <laughs> yeah, it's not waterproof. It's well, that's stiff. just it's, absorbed, it's fucking no, it's stupid. It's, that's, it's just, that's the place that I don't want to get wet. I can hit, I can handle yeah. my legs, my yeah. arms, and everything. Yeah. My core, and I, when it starts like soaking your underwear, exactly, like that sucks. Yeah, yeah I was wearing tan colored BDUs. You know, um, my you know. Uh, Anybody who's been there, Desert, Desert Storm BDUs are called chocolate chips. And I was wearing my Desert Storm BDUs, and I had a wet crotch that was just like dark, looked like woodland camouflage, and then the rest of me was totally dry. So it was technically perfect at keeping me wet except or keeping me dry except for my balls. Shoes totally full of water. Both shoes completely in a day of water. When, when you have like a plane of water and you I shoot. walked into yeah. the shop when I walked bubbling. into the shop I just left footprints the whole way from squish 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 <laughs> all the way back um, jacket did a jacket did a pretty damn good job obviously helmet and everything else but yeah by the time I got in here to the shop I was fucking wet cat and then you know two hours here at the shop and the weather broke and the sun came out yep. and I was like okay we need to take pictures for the website so I had to take the V-Star 650 out, which is all bobbered out, yep. Dime City cycled out with an inch of the life. The handlebars on that bike are this wide. Hmm. And this is where I'm going to tell you that a V-Star 650 with the handlebars this wide is a very strange riding position. Yeah. I felt like I was going to be engaged in an unnatural sex act at any moment because <laughs> my feet were forward on the factory right. floorboards. But my hands were in these like stockades. Like I felt like I was in a stocks. And then at any moment, some like townsfolk could come and like do what they will because I'm a criminal. I mean, that that's why Cam doesn't come here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but with that much leverage, 
Does no, there's no twi- leverage, Steve, because you're winged out here. Yeah. Oh, so like you're winged out here. So you're like, okay, I've got leverage. No, I don't. If no, every time I want to turn lock to lock, my head to like sneak a cheek off the seat. Well, That's think about saying. doing a push up. Where yeah. would you want to do a push up? Right, not out here. Too close yeah. is too bad. Right, yeah. or all the way out right. is too bad. There's a certain sweet spot. Yeah, you're these right, bars you're right. are at least three feet wide, maybe four feet wide. Yeah. Um, you can't get them through the front door of the shop. I tried. No. It is impossible. They're beast combers plus. But they are just straight as an arrow. It's just a fucking broom handle. Really? Oh, it's terrible. I'll let you play with it later. Dude, and that's a th- apparently this really? is a thing that's going on. So I see all these kids as we speak. Yeah. I see all these kids running around on on bicycles now that look like choppers, like they're back into this again. Okay, but they all have ape hangers. Oh, and so they're riding these bikes, and their feet, the the things that you're pedaling, the pedals are yeah. way out front. The bars are up here, so they're the like that you pedal. They're going like this. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much a recombinant bike with eight hangers. Yeah, it really is, right? I mean, but it's so weird that that's it looks so uncomfortable and so miserable. But they're all kind of yo man. It's not so. It's not you know. This is uh, this is form over function. Yeah. It is a, a terrible example of form over function. And riding the bike, so the bike parts of it. I was all like, you know what? This is a good bike. Like yeah, the motor stars. works good. It's shaft drive. It's got low miles. It's an 08 and it's in very, very nicely maintained condition. And I'm like, this isn't a bad bike at all. There's there's nothing about this motherfucker that I hate. However, it's that stupid fucking handlebars. Yep. And it's like, and so for the first time ever, I'm, I'm driving down the road and I would cruise at like 50 miles an hour and I would just, okay. Just blindly let go of the bars and put your hands where you want them to be. Yeah. And that's what I did. So I, I let go of the bars and I put them where I wanted to be. And every single time I let go of the bars and put them where I wanted to be, I put them right here. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So it's like a six inch or eight inch rise. So a six inch or eight inch rise. And I'm going to measure the hoses and the cables to see if I can attain that. I mean, a pipe well, cutter works pretty well. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. It's just like your, your GS1000 you have up there, right? right? When you had it on the floor, I sat on it. I'm like, this is the most uncomfortable fucking bike I've ever sat. <laughs> it is the most. But now I have the two 850s, which are basically that bike with a smaller motor. But sure. I have the yeah. normal. I have the bars that came with it. Yep. yep. And it's completely opposite. It's the most comfortable bike. So oh, it's, okay. So literally, yeah. is just the bars. Like right. those bars do not belong on that. Bike. And those bars are terrible. I, just got, I mean, I think one of our favorite bars is the Superbike bar. Yeah, Superbike bars it, are the always super nice. Superbike bar, yeah. and, it's, and it's probably similar to what you have, but maybe a little bit lower yeah. rise. Yeah, so it just comes back. It comes out. It has maybe an inch or two, but yeah. not a whole lot not of real rise. High. Yeah. But then they just come out, and they're just nice. They're a real the Superbike bar. And what you, you could imagine the '80s Superbikes. So okay. the, the bikes from the '80s that were Superbikes, mm. they didn't have buckhorns on. They didn't have cruiser handlebars on they had straight up they weren't a broom handle by any standard right. they were just a few inches above the top top triple clamp right easy for me to say and i like a set of like uh dirt bike bars yeah yeah it's I mean, interesting got a good rise it's, it's interesting you should mention that because i just bought a set of moose bars because the your favorite bike the fd 500 mm-hmm. if i hadn't told you you wouldn't have noticed that it was had a bent bar so now i got to fix it so <laughs> i just bought a set of and dirt bike bars for that it. bike and i thought it'd be good because it's a derivative of the xl 500 excellent i think that would be very comfortable the only problem i'm gonna have is i think they're really a little bit too low and i don't think there's actually the fuse box and everything so i think the crossbar is going to make it tough but eh, we'll see that's a good, yeah, yeah. That's that is interesting because of the crossbar on there. Yeah, you're right. That's going to be a little these, bit weird. These I should have gotten one that had a little more rise. These are a little too flat. And I I don't know if I'm actually going to end up putting them on, but I do think that bike would be nice with a like a little bit of a dirt bike bar on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a, a tech tip for Chris Smith. It's monkey. Oh, really? 
So we were talking about putting a machining a piece for a preload. Okay. For the rear springs. Well, today I was just looking at it, and I and they're not adjustable. It looks like they should be adjustable, but they're not adjustable. It right. has the little thing there, but it just doesn't have another. A it bunch has of other most little... of the things you would want. So what I did was I was fooling around with it, and because I was going to machine that piece today, I pulled it up, and that piece is loose and it spins. What? So you could pull that piece up, rotate it ninety degrees, and it gives you uh, three eighths to a half inch preload. So hmm. just by you not not putting it in the groove, yeah, you take it out of the groove, you pull it, you just pull it up, twist it ninety degrees. It's not in the groove. It gives you like I like I said, three eighths to a half inch. That's a hell of a tech tip. That's exactly what I told you when you had it here. Just pull it up and rotate it, and don't let it mm -hmm. sit in the groove, and it'll give you that much more right. preload. Yeah, because well, you're ignoring you. the groove. Jesus yeah. Christ! Listen to me next time. I will. You know yeah. what? But he got there on his own. Yeah. Right. You exactly. know that's more important. Right. And honestly, you weren't going to do it for him anyway. So. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> there was no chance that you were going to be like, you know what? Hold on. I can totally get this well, for you. That's like you posted you were working on your bike. And, and Cam was like, I want that bike. And he was like, good, then come fucking hey, you wait, work on Wait, wait, no. He said, you're working on my bike. Oh, like, then you come and work on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck you. Come and work on this thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's. And that, I mean, that really is. When you think about something like preload, I mean, preload is literally just making the spring squeezier. So all you literally have to do is like put a spacer in there. Right. You know, you I just have find done a, bu a bunch of big washers and yes, put it under a the big spring. washers. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> that's all it is. And that's like when I think back, it's like, OK, what, what have I done in, in my life? Yes, I have cut things like i have had giant washers and cut one sl slot out of them so i could slide them on and create preload right you know and they're like they're just shims is all they are but you know you do what you got to do when you need when you got a bike who's bottoming out the tire on the inside of the rear fender you know what i hate almost as much as that is uh the top side like front end rattle where mm -hmm. like like the klr i had a, a cb 750 where you go over a hump and when you totally unload when them, you unload it you can like the oh, springs yeah. the springs they're, dancing they're, they, yeah. they dance it's yeah. almost like you need i want to put a spacer in them yep. just so that they are never unloaded like mm -hmm. that because it, it makes a little rattle like the picture time. of the bike behind us this is the bike in question and you'll notice that like it almost looks like a three-dimensional picture with that left grip is jumping off the screen. <laughs> yeah, because it's ridiculous. It's Those handlebars it, it, are stupid. And you can tell he didn't he didn't change the brake lines or anything. They're just no, they're all there. So you can yeah, put they're the all there. So there. I'm hoping to be able to put something with a little bit of a rise on. Instead it. of going three inches up and right. out, it yeah. goes straight out. It so goes that three. Out. You have that three mm, inches. Yeah. You know? My pet peeve is no front fender. I yeah. hate that. Yeah. Why do they, Why do do they take the front fender? They want to get. A, a black line down the middle of the I was face. riding the bike today and, and like that picture was taken today so as you can see there were moments of our day where it was bright and sunny despite the the water stain in the parking lot but yeah riding around the neighborhood occasionally I was getting water on my face and I was realizing like, like that was the point where my front tire went into anything that was even slightly moist yeah right mm -hmm. it wasn't like a puddle no because a puddle you'd be soaked but that is literally from just a tiny bit of moisture. So it's a very, very uh, that that particular bike, that V Star Six Fifty, is a great motorcycle. Uh, usually a great entry level motorcycle for people who want a cruiser is very good choice. It runs great. I mean, no big deal. Heel toe shifter, all the things that make it a cruiser, except for these fucking. And it does look aesthetically. It looks pleasing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's horrible to ride. 
Yeah, it is awful. To I don't ride. think the current handlebars. Just take a little bit off those anything. bars, and you'll be fine. That's what. We, well, I was riding it, and I was like, you know, if I just took three inches off at of each end of this bar, it mm-hmm. would be totally drivable, and it would still have that like bar to bar, like bar hopper look. Mm-hmm. But then part of me was also going, maybe this is the one that becomes like the mini apes. Maybe yeah. maybe this is the bike that wants mini mini mm-hmm. apes. So we'll see what happens. Is there a handlebar called the bar to bar bar? The bar to bar bar? I say that's the next owner's problem. That is, well, but nobody will sit on Every time somebody sits on this bike in my showroom, they all say the same thing. What the hell? Like their their arms are at maximum reach already. And I'm a fucking. Wait, literally. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Can you reach the grips? No, but we'll just nail you right on. You'll be fine. They call it the Stigmata Special. You're going to love this. It's going to be great. And you know what? If you crash three days later, you'll be back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So on the, the fender uh, tip, I had a DR that DR two fifty for a while, and somebody had put a cool uh, uh, supermoto fender on it. Oh yeah. So yeah. it looked like a dirt bike fender, right. but it was much shorter and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd be riding it on the highway, and I, you know, I rode it in the rain a couple times, and it would be like, oh, whoops, it missed it. You know, it's just yeah. not enough to, to yeah. make you know like the rain doesn't the go right down. fender. Right. The, the rain would go forward and go down to the right. ground, but the shorter fender let the rain go straight up and, and go right back. Did anybody tell you the bandana trick? No, I do not know the bandana. Okay, so you trick. should know the bandana trick. And uh, if you're going to ride choppers, or if you're going to ride bobbers, if you're going to ride anything that doesn't have a front fender, you must, must, must have a bandana or a spare T-shirt. Because what the trick is, is you can take your bandana and you can tie your bandana between the forks just Mm -hmm. above the tire. And if you tie your bandana just above the forks on the tire, what happens is probably 80 or 90 percent of the water that's flinging off of that tire will hit the bandana and fall back down. And Come you're still around. look. You're <laughs> still going to have a whole lot of fucking water shooting off the front wheel, yeah. but you're not going to have the rooster tail going straight up that you drive through at sixty miles an hour. It was awful. Yeah. So the bandana thing, the bandana trick does and, actually. And work. honestly, I blame that on the wreck that I had at Mid Ohio. That's really what caused that. Was yeah. That's what happened. The dew on the grass was sending a rooster tail. I got a little you couldn't see in my eyes. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what happens. You just can't see shit. There's that version, or the you know I could make up the version where it was actually Sydney's fault. It was Sydney's fault. You know I don't. I'm not going to go there today. You can't ever blame the girl. You can't blame the girl on the back of the motorcycle ever. That is completely unacceptable. The, uh, but yeah, the uh, the interesting thing was the third 650 I rode today was a BMW 650. <laughs> So it's a BMW F650G, or what some people call a GS650G, which is a, a, a Rotax-inspired 650. OG. Two exhaust or one exhaust? It's the fake two exhaust. Yeah, because it's... So when you're in the back, you are looking at two cans. Right. Hey. And, <laughs> but, but one of the cans is a simulated can. Oh. Yeah. Why? It's exactly. Thank you. So wait, is it, is it hooked into the system? Or no. 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 So what to put a toolkit in it? They should have put a toolkit in it. It's a dud. It's a dud. It's exactly what it is. Thank Seriously. you. It's a dud. I had no idea. That it is an absolute dud. And we'll go look at one in, in close. In, uh, we'll look at one up close <laughs> so you can see how, how it is. Um, but the, the exhaust on this bike, the... It gives the visual impression that it has two mufflers. Mm -hmm. And one of them is a muffler, and the other one is a not muffler. 
So I'm going to say that one's the muffler. So it turns out the one I that believe one's the snuffler. I believe on the right is the actual muffler because the pipe crosses over under the rear under your butt. But the other one's discolored. Uh, again, we'll 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 investigate that earlier. The uh, but yeah, so it is totally well. Yeah, it's it's not great, hmm. and it's just an unnecessary expense in the interest of symmetry. And it is uh, riding that bike. Let's is, just put more weight on the bike. That's absolutely unnecessary. Exactly. Right. Why would you do that? But Dietrich, the back end is not uniform. It's not symmetrical. A lot of people right. talk exactly. about re- right. replacing the exhaust, not for the horsepower, but just to lose the weight. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, yeah. And it's just one of those things that it has that look that you're like, okay, I get it. You know, oh, we're going to give the impression this is like a big off-road adventure twin. But it's fucking not, man. It is when you get on that motorcycle and you cane it. Because, I mean, like, I had the F700 GS and I've had, you know, the other GSs. And what I can tell you is that this particular bike, the the biggest selling point about this is they have a really, really low seat height for an adventure bike. Yeah. Despite having, like, a a 19-inch wheel in the front and an 18-inch wheel in the back. The, the seat height is rather low. And they even sell lowering links that make it like 30 inches high or something. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous yeah. Thing or something. Exactly. So I, I have brought up an image for you guys because I know you'll love images. This is a picture of the exhaust off the bike. So the exhaust, when it's not on the bike, wait for it, um, does in fact have a dud. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yes. So there you have it. There is a real functional muffler. And an entire other can that does nothing. Wow. So, but how you, does it look like it's all discolored and everything? That's just right. because. That's just because. So it so, has no pipe going into it at all. At all, nothing. It does. Why would nada. they not make that a toolkit? And why doesn't somebody make a toolkit? I think they do actually. I okay. think there is a company that does a substitute toolkit for that particular offensive exhaust. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. Now, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> How shitty it It's the Germans. It's the Germans, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's this It's this oh, ridiculous... Yeah. What's, what's that pipe? It's got a pipe going Yeah, I too. think it's literally just a... Yeah, I said, like German porn. <laughs> It's got a pipe going into it. It is it's got a pipe in the can. Yeah, it is completely 100%. Oh, so here you go, Steve. I know that you want to see this picture. I'm going to pull it up for you because this is going to make you very happy. Oh, no. As soon as you see this picture, you're going to be like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. So in the middle of the screen coming up right about now, you'll see a gentleman's hand pulling a fake can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's pulling literally. It is now he's turned the fake can into a toolkit. Nice. Right. So that's what it is. Um, if we look on the left, we'll tell you how this oh. works. So the left chamber, so the right chamber is the nice. one where the gases come out. The left chamber is basically a resonance chamber. Okay, so it does have something going No, it's not doing anything, Steve. It's bullshit. But ex- exhaust gases do get to it. They move through there, right. but it doesn't enhance the situation. Well, that, but that's, well, that's all it, an exhaust is. is gases yeah, move through that, it. That's, how, I mean, it, that's why it's discolored, though. It's not just right. randomly discolored. Right. But. right. Yeah. But it's not. In my opinion, as a person that understands the way combustion works. Yeah, okay, uh, Steve. Is that If you were going to engineer this exhaust, is right. this the way you would have engineered it? No. No. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But, but you are correct. Exhaust. So technically, you're both correct. Right. And no aftermarket company that has approached this mm. particular situation has chosen to mimic or duplicate 
the OEM design. Oh, that's a good picture right there. In any way, right? So when you when you look at like the idea of what we do with exhausts when they leave the exhaust valve and how we can do exhaust management for different things, I think that having this entire left pipe on there was mostly funk form first. And then they were like, well, I'm going to call that a BMW appendix. Yes, it is an appendix. Yes, it's there. Exactly. It yeah. sort of has some yeah, need, right. but you could totally do without yeah, it. Right. It, it could. Some people. I'm sure there's an. I'm sure there is an engineer somewhere that will justify why this needs to exist. Yeah. And then there's everybody else that makes exhausts for a living, right. who has a dynamometer that says, you know. No, and a scale. That's right. like those little, a scale exactly. That's like those little two-stroke chambers that you had for yes. a great example. A weed whacker. There were two-stroke expansion chambers on a leaf blower-sized motor yeah. that had literally a dead man on them. So they had a place. So it yeah. went and it went out big and it yep. came down to small and then right. it went to a point and didn't right. come out. Anywhere. It didn't come out of the point. There was a little tube coming yeah. out this oh. way, so it was a whole chamber. Yep. But they, they, there are no stinger on no, there. No, no stinger. The stinger uh, came out the side somewhere. Right. The yeah. stinger came out of the Which middle. Which I suppose probably um, still worked because yeah. You're, yeah. you're talking about you know, resonance, resonance yeah, and everything like, like that. Yeah, but frequency. to yeah. look at one and hold it in your hand, it was the weirdest thing ever. Well, that and we what saw many of the Chinese bikes that were a four-stroke bike, but they clearly had a two-stroke wow. expansion chamber on them yeah. with an out and back and a turned 180-degree stinger and a silencer on it. And I was like, is that a two-stroke? And the Chinese guy in the booth is like... It's a four stroke. And I was like, then why did you put a two stroke yeah. pipe on it? And they're like, and I was like, oh, cause it looks cooler. <laughs> and I'm like, but yeah, making exhaust gases go an extra, like it's having like having 15 extra complications in your watch. It's not necessarily going to tell you what time it is any better. Yeah. Put heat under but your there seat. is such a thing as a four-stroke expansion chamber, isn't that what they call like the power bomb? Power or bomb, yeah. yeah it's where power they actually bomb. give you yeah. a little smaller, a little smaller right. chamber yeah. just so the exhaust gases can expand and it's exactly right. Fuck yeah. ever they want, yeah. But it's such a great idea that every single aftermarket exhaust for a BMW F650 GS doesn't doesn't have mm-hmm. it, right. right? So all these companies that know a thing or two about exhaust management have decided they're not going to go there. So yeah. is there a clean out or something in there? No, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But you mean that little ninety degree angle on there? No, look at the that's one just the hanger. To, no, inside the cutout for the that would be the exhaust. Okay, that There's one is a, a, that's a modification. I think he's looking at that one right there with the semi moon shaped thing and a keyhole. Okay, that is a modification. So over here, right there, that, that right one. there, is the, that the car modifications. Yeah. Yeah, that's a modification. I think that's oh. one that opens up and is a toolkit mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah. And you can put your diamonds in there. In any case, <laughs> but what I can tell you is They're from like the emeralds. factory, the sound of the motorcycle is not enjoyable. Hmm. The power and thrust of the motorcycle made me want to get back on the Versus instantly. ASAP. And you know what's weird? It's yeah. like when you look, and I don't know what year you were looking at, but yeah. I've, 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 I've messed with a few of them. Yeah. And they have that Chinese scooter speedometer look to They it. do. Like, it's that yeah. weird, like, yeah, yeah. just shitty Chinese scooter looking it's thing. It's not. Um, it's just one of those things that I think that in the interest of having those matching left and right mufflers uh, and having the left one, which the left one has an exhaust tip in it. But yet, no exhaust will ever come out this, of there. This bike is like the dude that had cancer, but he wanted the ball put right. back in. He's a nudical. <laughs> yeah. All of my dog breeder friends will know exactly what I'm talking about. The, uh, so you've got a nudical where there should be nothing. And you're right. Yeah. Get rid of the weight. 
chuck the weight, yep. make the muffler come out on the left side, not take an extra trip over to the right side, because there's no extra, there's no benefit to all the extra plumbing other than weight. And then on the right side, if you want to have something there, put in a four-inch PVC tube and paint it silver if it makes you feel happy, and put a screw top on it. Now you got a place for a really bitchin' toolkit. So well, you could put a additional fuel. Oh yeah, because yeah. it'd be away from heat and away from all the other things, yeah. and it would l- weigh less than that stupid exhaust. Top they, shelf fridge. And they sell yeah. those uh, like one liter little cans that yeah. probably actually fit inside. Probably, probably fit in there yeah. quite handily. So, but in any case, that's my review of the BM. I mean, and nothing wrong with the bike. The bike's a fine bike for being sure. a BMW F650 GS. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, my first BMW. It's pretty much my Fisher Price, my first BMW. Yeah, it is. Thing. It is. I think you're right. There's a lot of entry level BMW happening there, and I, I rode it around and. It does have a wheelie fun killer on it, so it does have ABS, but mm. when I uh, tried to do just power wheelies in first and second gear, as soon as the front wheel comes off the ground, some sort of nanny state's getting involved, and <laughs> it's not letting me do fun wheelies with that bike at all. So, yeah, I, I did. I looped it back around. I took the pictures of it. I got back on the Versus and took, took a victory lap in the neighborhood before the rain came, nice. and I was like, Versus wins. Yeah, versus is dominant. So, so Phil, I thought I knew. Oh, good one! You wow, good job, John. Of, that was pretty amazing. That was it's a, been a effervescent out. Yeah. So I thought I knew quite a bit about two-stroke Vespas. Uh-huh. Not as much as you guys, obviously, right. but I've right. known quite a bit. Yep. And then I walk in, and then you have this little shiny guy over here. Yep. And that's a 2005. It's 2005. Yep. Two-stroke. Correct. PX what? It's a it's a P one PX one fifty one fifty okay it's a PX one fifty, and uh, they're I didn't know they still made them at that well point. it's an interesting thing and I'm glad you asked all right so what had happened uh, about the PX one fifty is that bike was not offered in the United States when Vespa came back to the market in the United States in 1999 and 2000 they came back to the market with a, a horrible bike called the ET four. And it's uh, automatic transmission. It's a stamped steel frame. Everything's normal. But the ET4 was a Vespa whose design parameters, you know, it's an auto, it was the first automatic transmission, mass-produced automatic transmission Vespa. Now, there were plenty of small frame Vespas and large frame Vespas that had hinky-ass weirdo automatics built into them. Go ahead, John. What about the ET2? Well, the ET2 and the ET4 are the same frame. The difference being that one of them is a four-stroke 150, the ET4, hence the four. It's a four-stroke. The ET2 is a two-stroke 50, hence the two. The ET3, to make it more confusing, (laughs) is a two-stroke 125 small frame. So it's a legacy of the 60s and 70s Vespa small frames. Wasn't one of the ETs actually kind of desirable? The ET3, because it came with a... Vespa Ducati P200 style electronic ignition Mm. and 125cc two-stroke motor in a bike that weighed slightly less less than an angel's fart. Like, it was an amazing little bike. And people who like small frames are already weird fucking people. But if you like a small frame, you know, either you're a big fella or a little fella and you like a small frame, a small frame with a factory three-port two-stroke 125cc motor with an electronic ignition is a really tidy bit of kit to have around. I would argue that most people, 
at this table. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and most people who ride bikes would really enjoy a small frame with the 133 big board kit on it. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Uh, Melosi kits, the 135. One, yeah. Fun to ride. Yeah. I mean, a little scooter and everything, but yeah. it's just like. Yeah. And there's so much <laughs> tuning that you can do with a Vespa ET3. Um, so we'll just, I'm, I'm just going to go for very, very quick. Um, the gentleman or gentle persons what designed the vespa et4 are guilty of a hate crime uh the the hate crime in question is the excessive consumption of ovals the uh the well, bike take the exhaust off to change the oil oh yeah yeah oh, you had to drop the you had to drop the exhaust to do an oil change first things first that's the way to keep the dealers happy by the you way an the uh this, so, is, this is the classic so this RV is scooter, right? this is the vespa you'll notice that on the front wheel instead of having mag wheels with you know slots or whatever those are all ovals you'll notice that the turn signals are in the shape of ovals you'll notice that the headlight is in the shape of ovals and that the mirrors are in the shape of ovals and the cheeks too kind everything of. and if we turn and look at the back of the bike the back of the bike is a series of ovals as well so the tail light the rear tail light is an oval it's perpetually ovulating it's just ovulating all the time so oh, everything on the bike is an oval it's so ovaled right it's just all ovaled and the headlight is particularly offensive and it's Dude, just you know it looks like uh the war of the worlds war of the worlds, war of the worlds. Yeah. exactly so now to to me and my like history of vespa scooters it's just always been i've never liked this bike because it just had no real tribute to previous vespas right you know it, it yeah. just didn't have anything to to show the other bikes and this is a four stroke 150 now mechanically speaking they're they're fine there's nothing wrong with them it's a typical vespa product it's pretty well thought out you know and ET, there are no more ets or are they still making ets no ets are gone they went the way of they're the all bike. gone yep so now and this ET is an et3 so this yeah. is an et3 this is available at the exact same time frame so the exact same time you could have bought this which is a two-stroke right and so this et3 with electronic ignition and, and all the other things this is a proper 60s and 70s small frame it is more primitive it has shifters it shifts you know it's a four-speed transmission it has a mechanical clutch it is a more primitive machine you bet your ass but today for today's market you know if somebody said you can have an et4 you can have an et3 i'm taking the et3 every single fucking day steve do you like that silver and blue one i know you have a similar color scheme picked out for your new yeah 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 i do yeah so they're they're very cool and they have the word electronic on the side that's kind of part of uh, part and parcel so that means it has electronic start that means it has an electronic ignition it does not have an electric starter Um, it just has an electronic ignition which means no points so that's what those are and then on the left hand side you had a little glove box on the right hand side you had an access port to get to your spark plug and whatnot the more i look at these you know over the years suzuki definitely borrowed a lot of the styling for their graphics oh from the vespas from the the italians Yeah. yeah exactly and so you know long and short of it was this et4 model came in now we really never did get the et3s in america we were promised them in the 90s uh vespa higher-ups came out to events in america and we're kind of feeling out the market they promised us an et2 and et3 and an et4 what they delivered was the et2 and the et4 that was it in the early days you know 99 2000 so in 2002 
Genuine Scooter Company brought us the Stella, right? Yep. So the Genuine Scooter Company brings out the Stella, which is a, an LML Vespa. It's a uh, Vespa made in India under license by LML. And the Stella was, of course, basically a Vespa PX150, right? Right, right. Made in India. And the Stella is an actual shifting scooter. So it shifts gears as, you know, old scooters did. And everything about it is what you'd expect it's a two-stroke it's a four-speed it's got a clutch and they were competing so there's some bit of a background there honestly when i walked in i thought somebody had rebadged a stella which is hilarious now that the 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 worm is turned the other way The, the cart is being pushed you know by the horse and or the cart is pushing the horse at this point. So in 2002 and 2003, the Stella comes out and it's a two stroke scooter with all the Vespa attributes, but it's being made in India um, by LML. And it turns out that it starts fucking with Vespa a little bit. Like they're selling a lot of them and they're really cheap. You know, they're twenty six ninety nine or so. And prior to that, the Bajaj was a four-stroke 150. We have one of those here, too, and really I know you personally shape. put hundreds of them out in the world. We did. We yeah. put hundreds of them out in the world, for sure. And the Bajaj came out, and it was tw- two grand. It was nineteen ninety nine, And actually, it came out a little cheaper than that when it first launched. It was about sixteen ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine, wow, And then they raised the price. It was a Chinese scooter before Chinese scooters. Well, yeah. it was an Indian scooter, you know. And, but it was better. Uh, oh, yeah. And it was a bike that people could ride. And, <laughs> and rel- now they're like three grand used. Yeah, like you can't right. even find you them. You can't get them, that. right? And so the Bajaj came out, and the Bajaj sort of like showed genuine that they could sell an Indian product in America. And people would buy it because they wanted a real <laughs> Vespa. Right. They wanted a real. They saw the ET4 and they didn't like it. Right. They wanted a real Vespa. So if you wanted a real Vespa, you had to buy a Bajaj or a Genuine. Or apparently a Vespa. Well, and even hold the Bajaj on. was a four-stroke. <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Because Stella and Bajaj did a very good job yeah. of selling those bikes in 2002 and 2003 and 2004. And Vespa went... You're fucking me with my own dick. <laughs> Hold on a second. You guys are making replicas of my bike right. and selling them in America. And everybody's saying how fucking great they are. That's my shit. I own that. That's my game. That's my jam, man. I invented that shit. I've been doing that since 1977. It's called the P-Series, bitch. Did the Stella, I mean, weren't they, are those actually Vespa molds, though? I mean, or did Well, they so ha- what happened is the tooling, of course, yeah. was under contract. So Piaggio always had a deal going with Indian companies. Bajaj got old Vespa tooling. Hmm. LML got old Vespa tooling. They were built with license so they could be sold in india a giant scooter market without paying a massive tariff from bringing something in from italy if you're in india and you have to pay a massive tariff to get this four thousand dollar italian piece of awesomeness into india nobody can afford the fucker but if you send the tooling over to india and you know all the indian folks can knock them out as fast as they can who cares if the left door of the factory distributes for indian consumption and the right door of the factory is going back to italy to be built into italian vespas right but isn't there like so the uh the genuines and stuff their cranks seem to be a lot softer than well that's going to go we're going to go into that a little bit too and that's okay. about use that's about using the vehicle okay. and my question so, is where was that one built yeah hold i'm glad you asked So in 2005, Piaggio USA says, that's enough. We're going to pay whatever it costs to the EPA. We're going to pay whatever it costs to the, you know, homologation. And we're going to bring our product in from Italy. And we're going to 
Fuck you, Stella, genuine scooter company, Phil McCaleb. And fuck you, Bajaj, Al Colvitis, and uh, Bajaj USA. We're going to take our market back. I don't want to see any more genuine scooters, Stella's, getting Piaggio badges put on them. Yeah. Just because they all fit. <laughs> and they all slot perfectly into the holes. And I don't want to see any more Bajajes having the front ends altered and having the back ends altered so they don't look like Bajajes anymore. They look like PXs. Yeah. I don't want any more of that. I'm going to come in and I'm going to bring in these goddamn authentic Italian motherfucking Vespas. That look exactly like a Stella. I mean, well, I, mean I get the fact that they're the same thing. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, the, it's not like, the, like you don't look at that and you're like, wow, the quality of this is so much better it, than a Stella. Uh, there's well, a little bit of that. Now, hold on. If you look really close at that bike... And you sit on that bike, and you look at the instruments and some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, the instruments are way nicer. Are you that is actually, there are definite <laughs> facets of that bike that make it a little bit more quality, I feel, than a Stella. I feel. I, I think I you're feel. right. I may be I proven feel. wrong. But. I, th I think you're right, but if you were just casually looking at them next to each other no. and you were going to buy one, you would Absolutely. Yeah. You, it would, if, if you had a Stella with all the badges and everything and that, and they were sitting side by side, the casual observer would not yeah, know that. Yeah, they just go by the color. But you're right. right. The seat material looks better. The headlight, the the, the bezel on the headlight, the, the instruments, all that stuff is nicer. I'll but I am sure Phil can tell us a lot more about it. Yes. I'm glad you asked. So, as it turns out, when Piaggio decided to bring these in, yep. right? So, Piaggio decided to bring these in. Keep in mind, at the moment... At that particular moment in 2005, Stellas were being sold for the princely sum of $23.99 or $26.99. Yeah. So just call it $26.99. Right. Those Vespas rolled in at $42.99. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's going to take a special somebody that's looking for a special Vespa to pay an extra two grand to have the same bike. Exactly. Now, what about the differences, you know, $26.99 for the Stella, $42.99 for the Vespa? What I get for almost $2,000 more. Right. It turns out what you get is the Stella had a five-port motor. Right. The Vespa didn't. The Vespa had a three-port motor. Hmm. The Stella had uh, by tubo shocks. Mm -hmm. Now, they were India pattern by tubo shocks, but they were remote reservoir, stiffer, stiffer shocks. Uh, turns out they didn't stand the test of time. Right. Right. The Stella had many more welds in the frame because the frame was built for the Indian market. Roads are rougher. Yeah. Hmm. Minimum occupancy, seven people, right? It's <laughs> right. I mean, we've all seen the pictures. Yeah. So there were more welds. And in fact, some people had measured it and said the steel was thicker in the Stellas. Huh. Okay. Wow. So some people had said the Stella was a more robust or a more rugged frame. Heavier. Got it. Heavier. Check. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Check. Got it. And there were several, um, and I'm trying to th remember the name. I think it was a Utah scooter dealership that had done a really nice graphic where they had shown a Stella and a PX150, and they'd said all the differences. And it was clearly favoring Stella. Like, it wow. was like, wow. So, it was really, the Stella was a better bike. Now, I can tell you one of the first things. You see the way the mirrors are on that bike? Yep. The mirrors come up out of the center of the headset. And the mirrors are put into these two metal uh, stubs that go into the casting of the headset. Mm. Castings, as you know, are made of Velveeta. Yep. That's not a good and idea. you should never tap a hard metal piece into a casting, especially not for something that vibrates as much as a mirror on a two-stroke. Yeah, they're not good with shear. And they sheared like a motherfucker. 
and they would often break off inside. You try to tighten the mirror up and make it quit wiggling. That's, is that why Stella put that little bracket? <clears throat> Stella did it the old school way. Like, you would, like you would way. find on a piece series. Exactly. Right. They put a bracket under the headset. So with two nice big bolts or three nice big bolts that went up into it right. and held onto that mirror. And therefore, if it fucking, God forbid, broke, you could, you could just replace it very easily. These things had a tendency of blowing out the headsets like nobody's business. And then, well, what you got? You got two holes in the top of your headset and you're buying the fucking brackets for underneath or stealing them off of Stella anyway. Right. So Stella was better in so, that regard. To, to, the, to yeah. your point right there, if any manufacturers are listening to this right now, right. stop putting fucking mirror holders on parts that cost two or three hundred dollars. So like, <laughs> I up. So like when when we had when we when Nick tested out or he made sure my yeah. bike was roadworthy. Oh, don't rub it in. Me. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm not dog. Whatever. It's fine. But what, what I'm saying the is, horizontal test. What I'm saying is, is that on the '82, it has the mirror thing is this little. It's the back of the master cylinder. It's just like a little. It's eleven dollar part that goes and clamps into the master cylinder, and that's what broke. It was eleven bucks, but. My 80, the mirror goes into the master cylinder. So if that broke, it's like 275. The whole switch gear and everything. Yeah, everything. Everything has to be changed. So, like, we can break that one next week. No, yeah. but I'm saying, like, why would they do that? <laughs> Knowing that mirrors are get hung up, things happen to mirrors. Why would well, they put something that you could break? But if that broke, couldn't right. you just exactly. buy the back to hold the master cylinder on with that other part? And then had just had broken part on the foot. Well, you the, wouldn't have a mirror, though. Maybe, maybe that's probably No, what I'm saying is, okay, so the back of the... The clamp that holds the master cylinder on yeah. in the back holds the mirror, right? Right. On the, on the new oh, 82. So you're saying I can buy the 80 and put 82 and put it on the 80. And right. And then you just still have a broken well, mirror mount. Yeah, yeah but right. You have a, but then you just move your mirror well, back. If to it the, fits. Obviously, yeah, but it also it depends cylinder, because yeah. the way that metal, when it broke, you can tell how shitty that metal is. It's like completely the pop metal. Like somebody made that yeah. in their house, right? Yeah. If you're okay with your bike looking like crap. Well, no, but on top of that, who knows it? If I'm okay with it. Well, as long as it runs. The only thing, though, is where that thing is though is if it broke off i highly doubt your master cylinder would have be able to hold pressure i think it would have broken part of the wow. master yeah, cylinder yeah. that's too. what jb yeah. welds for true that <laughs> so the other thing that was interesting about the stella was the stella had reed valve uh and that's a big deal when you're talking about two strokes mm -hmm. so the difference between a reed valve and the difference in a rotary valve and just to give you the layman's guide is to make a two-stroke work you need to have a suck right so there has to be a suck and the suck and the squeeze and a blow happens at the same time as the bang and the blow. So like where it happens, the suck and squeeze happens first and the bang and blow happens in the second phase. So the suck and squeeze is when it grabs atmospheric air out of there and it mixes it with some gas and it sucks it into the bottom end of the motor. As the piston's going up, yep. it creates a vacuum. It creates a vacuum. In the bottom right. end. And the more transfer ports you have, the more flow you can move from right. the top of the motor to the bottom of the motor. When the piston so, goes uh, down, it compresses the bottom right. end and that has to get squeezed through the transfer ports right. up into the, the combustion area. Right. Yep. Doesn't and it so, seem that a two-stroke, though, would be ideal for a turbocharger? Yes, and we know people who have done that. So No, I'm just saying yeah. because then you'd always have positive pressure blowing through the crankcase. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the idea between a two-stroke uh, two diesel, isn't it? Exactly. Well, everything would be better with a turbocharger. Right. Let's yeah. just say that. Theoretically. Yeah, I, I agree. It's cheap or a supercharger right? yeah. or whatever yeah. kind of charger. No, I'm just saying it seems like... We'll talk cool. about the new Suzuki in a minute. So the, the thing with the Stella was the Stella didn't use... A rotary valve, a rotary valve literally just takes up as much charge as can fit into a, an area machined out of the crank. Mm -hmm. So the crank has these big lobes in the crank to give it some mass and give it some torque or give it some inertial mass a flywheel. and rotational right, flywheel effect. And that's in the crank. Well, if you scavenge cuts out of these crank, 
and you scavenge this cuts out, when they go past an orifice, it will create a vacuum. Go ahead, John. There's also a, a problem, too, that when the piston's coming down and it wants to compress the gas mm -hmm. in the bottom end mm -hmm. yep. to squish it up into the top it end, it squirts it back out. It the also wants to squirt it back out the carburetor. Right. Oh. So with a rotary valve and, and on a Stella, it's right. just the crank web moves past the port at the right, right. time, yep. and mostly, but certainly not entirely, seals that. Well, gas that's in a rotary. So in a rotary valve, that's a rotary. Yeah, I was a rotary me, I, valve. I said set yes right. on a, on a Vespa or right. on an old P series. They definitely spit. Valve. So if you're looking at a running rotary valve motor and you're watching an open carburetor and you're watching it run, you can see that. There's shit going in, but there's a lot of times shit coming out. Because for a split second, it's right. it's, it's, it's yeah, spitting it's, it's, it's spitting it's, it back You're out. getting a back pulse. When you have a reed valve there, the reed valve is a one-way gate. And the reed valve literally sits there and goes, you know, roaches check in, roaches don't check out. And so your wind and your gas goes in, but your wind and gas doesn't come back out I mean, again. It's like they were sitting there one day and they're like, there's got to be a better way. And the dude pulled out his clarinet and he's like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the yeah. term is called packing your bottom end. Right. Yeah. So you're stuffing more air fuel to get That's the right. air fuel velocity into your bottom end right, right. At, at top dead center. It sucks as much as it can. And there's a little bit of velocity that actually. And I know up. you might think this is a motorcycle podcast, but we're going scooters here and you're going to learn something whether it's you like same, it or fucking not. Well, no, but it's right. the same same difference as like a uh, Yamaha RD. It is. An, an RD5 versus an RD. Exactly. The RD was a reed valve motor, and it's this exact same principle. And RE5 was a rotary valve motor, and it's the exact same reason. It's the reason the RDs are more desirable mm -hmm. and faster. But here's the trick. Remember that in India, they didn't put the reed on there for power. They put the reed on there because that thing right there in 2005 got about 70 miles to the gallon. The Stella got about a hundred, mm. and you want to know what was crazy? The Stella's faster, mm. so it's faster. It's getting a better use of its burn. I remember like uh, James riding a Stella one yeah. day. You know, we had been selling them, and he just really yep. hadn't ridden one. He yep. took it for a ride, and he's a hardcore Lambretta guy. Mm -hmm. He always liked his Lambretta. Lambrettas. He liked Lambrettas. Yeah, Lambrettas, two Lambrettas. Yeah, Lambrettas are fast, and Lambrettas right. are more sturdy, and everything like that. Yeah, he took one ride on that one fifty. He came back. He's like. Now I see why everybody loves these fucking things. Yeah. They're fucking fast. <laughs> and, I mean, like, a, a, you know, a Stella could do 60 mile an hour. Is out of the crate. No, yeah. Not, not yeah. even a problem. Absolutely out of the crate. So Provo Scooter was the name of the shop. Provo Scooter in Utah did a head-to-head -head comparison, Stella versus PX150. And it pissed off a lot of people because it was just like, well, I hate to say it, but... The Stella really is. It has more power. It has more features. It has more going for it. And yes, some of the touch points in the fit and finish wasn't as high quality as the Italians, but it didn't take long for somebody to figure out that the frames were rolling out of the same factory. Does that have electric start? It does. Okay, so yeah, they both have electric start. They both have electric start. And so that was a big deal. And then 2017, you know, this this experiment really only happened for one year, by the way. So the 2005 Vespa PX150 is it. There's no 2006 or 7 or 8 or 9. Piaggio got that shit out of their system fast. They brought that thing out. I went to Piaggio training in 2007. And we went to Piaggio Training Center. Rolf Soltau, God bless his soul, when all these Vespa dealers went out there and they're all like, okay, great. So you're going to train us on the, the LX150. Yes, we are. We're going to train you on the, the GTS250. Yes, we are. You're going to train me on the Piaggio. Yes, we are. Can you train me on the, the PX150? And Rolf said, no. 
No, anytime a PX150 comes into your shop, take it to the local Vespa guy. Take it to the vintage guy. You don't want to fucking get involved with that. I can't teach you fucking people how to work on vintage bikes. It was a brand new bike, but it was a brand new 1977 operating system bike. Right. And he told all these mechanics who are only used to changing variators and spark plugs, you're probably not ready to deal with a two-stroke if your only sphere of influence is a single-cylinder Two valve, one fifty, right? right, right. Uh, four stroke, and I thought it was hilarious. And Rolf points to me, and he's like, "Because we got approved by Rolf Soltau back in the supersonic scooter days in 1998, 1999 ish, two thousand. They came out to us to train us on Vespa products. We didn't go to them. And Rolf came out, and we're a two stroke tuner shop. That's what we did. Was we built race bikes." And Rolf came out and we drank beers and chased girls and did all the fun stuff that you do. And he knew that we were two stroke guys. But when it comes out to like training all these people who have been doing Vespas for five years and this is their first time ever seeing a two stroke motor. Oh, shit, man. The problems were overwhelming. (laughs) The four stroke manual transmission that's controlled by I'm sorry, the four speed manual transmission that's controlled by two different cables that both need to be adjusted. Very fine. A cable operated clutch. Everything on that thing is a 70 year old operating system. We used to have to tell people like, look, yes, there's a shift pattern on the bar. It doesn't line up. It's just to tell you where, where, how everything is. It doesn't mean that when you shift right. into first gear, the line the dots is going to line match up. up. It, it right. tells you the sequence, not the location. It, it, it tells you the order. Or it when does you, not tell you the location. You, you do not find neutral by clicking it into the and place making where it line up. Yeah. That was always the first question: is like, well, none of these gears line up with the indicator on the handlebars. I'm like, well, they're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Like otherwise, the four would be down fucking here, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like your cables are going to go out of adjustment in the first ten miles. But if you're that, if yeah. you really want to not put it in neutral, and right. when you have it in neutral. Take your marker out right, and exactly. draw a line across <laughs> Remark there. It, yeah. And like, even then it won't work because you have to go past and then let oh, it yeah. settle in. Yeah. Like, because cables stretch. Yeah. Like an old German car with a stick. Right. When the bushings start wearing, right. you don't know where. I Third mean, gear you, could you be anywhere, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, and so that was with, with two strokes <laughs> and we were joking. I mean, we talk about this. That's what that bike's doing sitting there because, yes, every once in a while, one of these 2005 Stellas finds its way home. That particular one has 600 miles on it. I know. It's got a Cedo Plus on it because the hot setup to do now, Cedo Plus, you can't buy those exhausts anymore. So there's good ones, SIP Road, other good exhausts. But that particular bike because those bikes were a little a lot lean so they were a lot lean and uh being being that it is a you know a three port motor and it does not have some of the same characteristics as a stella the stella you could run like through first gear and you could really use all of that motor mm-hmm. well the the vespa it's a little a little touchier let's say so it goes from i've got this to i don't have this and it's now a wheelie i can't control in about one nanosecond oh wow so i did take that out and uh the, the mirror was broken so i had to retap the headset and I so i retapped the headset got the mirror on and stuff like that and i was like well let's make sure this mirror isn't going to just break off so i got to do like 400 wheelies in the parking lot <laughs> so i was doing wheelies in the parking lot and it, and it reminded me i was like with stella's i could do a very predictable wheelie with a stella and i just knew where it, the power was going to be but with these things it was never the same place twice and i'll admit it that 
these ones were harder to wheelie for some reason than the Stellas were. Yeah. I, I think I think it needs an owner, and I think it needs blue checkers. Blue checkers, uh, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, it would, yeah, there is <laughs> one yeah. thing that I will say about a rotary valve or a piston port yeah. two-stroke. I think they get you on the top end. They yeah. don't have the low end. They don't right. have the fuel economy. Yeah. But a piston port or a, a right. rotary valve motor, when they you get sing. The, when, you, when you hit the yeah. RPMs, yeah. they're just like. Whoa! And there's what's called over rev too. So yeah. over rev is when you're beyond where your practical uh where your practical power band would be mm-hmm. and now you're well beyond it mm-hmm. you know and i mean you right you've got a rally now do you have a kit in your motor nope you're stock still stock 200 right mm-hmm. and that motor is a notoriously torquey motor mm-hmm. in the vespa community there was something just extra sweet about the crank on a rally 200 i don't know what it was but every rally 200 i've ever had was a better performer than the following generations p200 P200, yeah well and since this is a scooter podcast i'll say that i got a the um sip road exhaust Mm -hmm. on it yeah and that is definitely an exhaust that favor favors the lower end as well so it is a torque monster but once you get up high it's got nothing it falls off yeah what what is the top speed of that like i have no idea my speedometer (laughs) says like 120 (laughs) but well it bounces you know going the same speed it bounces around from 60 to 120 and practically speaking a bone stock rally 200 out of the box was good for about 64 to 70 miles per hour depending on about right, yeah, where you yeah, were yeah. you know depending on the bike and the the p200s were a little slower you know but it's crazy so like when yeah. we built my my stella and with the 177 kit and stuff like that that fucker would hit 70 miles an hour no problem oh god yeah that oh, thing was we you could build a stella motor perfectly like there's a, you know the, the go go rilla guys and um there's been so many guys that really did nail down stella tuning they did a hell of a job nailing it down and doing a lot of work to get there spend a lot of money to get there or you could just be like fuck it i bought a plenty kit and you could yeah. like bolt a plenty kit on with a Cito plus pipe yep and be like block long wheelies and just more power than you ever fucking yeah. needed and everybody did. We all shade tree mechanic. We figured out the ways to like things you could do to the air filter, things you could do to the jetting, things you could do that were very minor that got you big gains. Yeah. Um, but that being said, don't take off the plastic sleeve that goes over the cylinder. <laughs> the cooling That's shroud. Important. It's super important. <laughs> it's because very important. It's a forced air cooling system. And so anybody who's ever had a Corvair or anybody who's ever had a Volkswagen Beetle, mm-hmm. if you take off all that tin, if you take off all that metal, yeah. the cooling air doesn't go where it's got to go. No. Yeah, it's awesome. But the engine yeah. looks better that way. It does. You can see all oh, the fins. Oh, it, yeah. it runs so good for like three minutes. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true you should have at least taken your side panel off your yeah. cowl off so <laughs> that's true get yeah, a little air true. over yeah. those fins that's right the, no, uh, i lucked out i had my daughter who was like nine at the time on the back and i'm doing 65 down a hill geez. towards towards uh chagrin falls mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it got real smooth and i was like wow this oh, thing's running great and then the back tire was like that's what we tell you clutch okay (laughs) that's the thing i missed out on no clutch (laughs) it runs the best right before it blows up and it really does and that's that's a real real thing can we talk about nick's shirt we can talk about nick's shirt so (laughs) i I would like to call attention to why don't you step over to the camera over here i'm sure they can see it i I went i walked over to the bathroom and and i as soon as i opened the door and turned the light on i'm like holy crap (laughs) (laughs) so let me just describe nick's shirt it's a very nice gray button-down shirt and everything and 
But right over here on your chest <laughs> is the side cover off of a Suzuki motorcycle. Yep. So did you make this shirt or did it come into your life through a purchase? This mad. shirt was was given to me. Oh, well that's okay, well that's cool. Okay, so somebody loved you enough. Oh yeah. to hook you up with mm -hmm. this super cool Suzuki shirt. Now you're a Suzuki rider, you have the yeah. bandit, the so you're yeah. definitely yeah. aficionado I've had, of Suzuki. I've had many Suzukis. Yeah. And and honestly, that could probably protect you from bees. Like if they were gonna, you hit think that would stop a bullet? I got a bee sting on, on a motorcycle the other day. I was riding along on the Superhawk, and I got uh, it stung twice on my leg. I got stung Not in the eye with Dan. Oh my god! On my eight fifty, the fucking I had my I had my helmet open this much, yep. and that fucker flew in and stung my eye here and here and here. And I'm like, I'm blinking the lights, and I'm trying to tell him to stop, but Dan can't hear anything, so he's fucking riding out. Oh, he's going. He's going. Ninety miles an hour. So I'm in this parking lot, like trying to remove a bee from my eye and he comes back he's like what's the problem <laughs> a fucking bee in my eye dude nick is that made out of aluminium or some I, other I substance believe, i believe it is aluminium is it solid does it bend or is it oh it comes it's, off it's a little bit bent oh good oh, lord geez, we I, know it's not adamantium what <laughs> well what is, is it velcroed on there no it's uh adhesive backed very lovely Oh, this, okay. is a, this is actually in the Suzuki catalog. They are the twenty four ninety five. I'm surprised people haven't like drilled a hole in them and put a gold chain around. It. <laughs> okay, Captain Suzuki, I like your shirt. I'm I'm the Suzuki guy. Okay, here. let's it's all have a drink to Captain Suzuki. <laughs> Captain Suzuki, nice. But um um, I have something else I want to talk to Nick but about. For an update, for an update, the Mint Eight Fifty is now Mint Eight Fifty again. It is. Everything is back to normal. There's nothing related. It ever it She's is scary as she was before. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, better because it's a new eleven dollar part and a new twenty four. They're they're little. They're you know they're new. They're shinier. Yeah, they're new. Shinier. Right. They're fresher. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're fresher. And that is kind of cool. I mean, let's think about that. So it's nineteen eighty two, right? Yep. So nineteen eighty two, and you were able to buy. Off the shelf, out the box parts. Yep, you yep. can't buy gas tanks. You can't buy side covers. Right. You can't buy uh, um, uh, tachometers or speedometers. New, but any of the small shit that right. nobody else ever broke, totally. I, available. I think I know where you bought this stuff from because when I had my SP two fifty and SP two hundred, it was the same thing. It, you get any sort of little, you know, tail light gasket, right. or any yeah. gasket, any. So was it? So it's OEM stuff, yeah. or yeah, yeah. no, it's, wow. it's, it's Suzuki parts bit or Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki. If you Google Suzuki parts house, yeah, okay. something like that. Okay. Yep, they still have all. You this might stuff. want to bookmark that, Phil. Yeah, I know shit, huh? Yep, but it's it's pretty amazing. Like you can still get carburetor boots, rubber boots, petcocks. Um, weird trim, like the little, uh, so those dots on the top that you think would be like accessing your valve covers or something, yes. they're not, they're, they're just decorations. No, decorations. So they're just like yeah. little chrome decorations. Yeah. You, can you can't get, those. get your valve covers from there. You no. cannot get your valves from no. there. No, you can't. You like, I was yeah. hoping there was just like valve check no. ports. Okay. Not so much. No. So it's just, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if that was like, you take <laughs> off two Phillips heads or, you know, yeah. take out yeah. two JISs, you pull it off and there's this eccentric cam in there that yeah. you can just be like, like an old Honda scooter, yeah. like an Elite 250, you just be like, that's perfect and then lock it down while it's running oh if you haven't tuned an elite 250 or a helix 250 like you could totally fucking dial in the valves on a helix 250 it's ridiculous while you're while it's running it's a fucking lever yeah it's genius because 
the 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 support rod for the rocker is concentric. Yes. And then so in it that goes all the way out to the outside of the motor mm. where there's a slotted marked little concentric uh, thing with a couple set screws in yeah. it. Mm. So you loosen those up and when you're turning it you're actually changing <laughs> your thing like so you can just, you know, wow. like he said, tune it by, you know, you can set tune them it by, by ear. The correct manual. So according to the owner's manual of the Honda Elite 250, the CH250, and also thereby the Honda Helix, is loosen the valve adjuster lock bolts, which are located on the left side of the cylinder head. Move the intake and exhaust adjusters outward away from each other fully Give until a- resistance is felt. Once they feel resistance, then move them inward towards each other one graduation and tighten the lock bolts which is the factory method for adjusting one's valves wow it takes not a minute i mean if it takes wow. a, if it takes you a minute you're doing it wrong that's amazing there is no excuse why they can't have the same thing on any workmanlike motorcycle like if you're racing motorcycle sure i understand why it wouldn't want to be that way but realistically these elite 250 motors and these helix 250 motors they run for hundreds of thousands of miles right there's no reason and they encourage frequent valve adjustment so you don't tend to burn them up yeah it's pretty smart and am so, i wrong though isn't it sort of like that on a cb350 i think you, i think that where you have yeah. those weird adjusters where you have to turn you don't yeah. actually adjust tappets on the end of the yeah. rockers you actually turn those two screws you turn over. the two screws that turn the, the rotational cam i'm yeah. confused on my yeah. show so I do have, so because of like having to repair a few things, mm-hmm. I kind of got into searching. Yeah. And so on both of my bikes, the speedometer only goes to 85. Correct. Because they were That's like, right. nobody's yeah. going to go faster than 85, even Ever. though the bike goes 130 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So my speedometer was jumpy. And so okay. I, I looked into re, redoing the speedometer mm-hmm. and it's a giant pain in the ass and only works sometimes. Okay. So did you have to use a degaussing coil? The probably yeah. it was definitely something right. like that. Yeah. But so I, I went on to eBay and I, I was looking for gauges. And I couldn't find anything, and I hit refresh. Yeah, and the JDM version that goes to 140 miles an hour popped up with nice. a brand new tag and everything. So nice, fifty dollars, and I got that. Are and, you kidding me? But here's the best part. So my bike at the time has 16,142 miles on it or something. Oh, what's okay. it got yeah, now? Yeah. What's it got now? No, the the things, oh. 16,200. It's like three miles difference. Wow. Get out of here. No, so oh, like, my I, God. I do have to disassemble everything and kind of pop yeah, you do. new yeah. things right. and whatever, but yeah. it In should be cool. And, and, and now I'll have 140 mile an hour speed. That's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. And you get rid of that stupid fucking 85 mile an hour speedo. Yeah. Like, what were they thinking? I know what they were thinking. You know, if you can't prove how fast you were going, you won't try to go that fast. Right. Right. Officer, it was just stuck at 85. I, I was going no 115 <laughs> miles an hour. You don't know how fast you were going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why would anybody ever need to go that fast? Never. 85 miles an hour is all your speedo, speedo should ever have to show you. It's is, enough to go to jail anywhere. What is the max speed on any highway in America? Right. And they were like, Seven. and then add 10. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. It was bullshit. Like all of that stuff, that whole period of the 80s is one of those ones where you're just like, God, we failed so hard. Holy crap. That is. Isn't good. that amazing? That is fantastic. It's fantastic. It's one of those beers that you're just have like. Johnny get you another one. Tap <clears throat> is that the lemon lemonade? Yes, this lemon is lemon shandy. lemon oh, shandy. Yeah, it is good. Oh, good. Oh, I'm good. I got yeah. yeah, go kart ghost. So did we lose Grumpy Sword guy? Well, he was ha- he was having some snoozes. He's getting some fresh air. You know what? He's getting some fresh air. So love is like oxygen. I think that because Kit is up at his uh, house in Speculator, New York, and so I think he's been enjoying his me time. 
Yeah. I would be. Yeah. But we're going to go all next week. We're all going up to raid his New York house. I love the fact that Kit is like, oh, so all your friends are coming up to our cabin in New York? I'll go home. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. No, they're all going to show. I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah You're bringing great. a boatload of COVID up here? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. And man stink. Yeah. 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 So the other thing I wanted to ask... Uh, my good friend Nick about was how did racing your brand new car go? Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Autocross, baby. So wait, let's let's refresh people. So you bought a brand new car, yeah, then stabbed a mirror into it, right? Yep. And then fixed it. And now sort it's of. great. It's perfect again. Yeah. But then you took it to do what? I, I took it autocrossing. Just of course uh-huh. you did. How many miles were on the so car? This is a did Hyundai you break Velocitor. it in? Did I break it in? What the hell? It's break it's broken broke it from it. the factory. What the hell? Sure it right. is. <laughs> you broke something. Of course it is. So how many, how many miles until you went and autocrossed this uh, car? Maybe 370 or so. Right. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Um, yeah. So I get that. I, Does it still have the original oil in it? Did you even do it? Yes, oil it has the original oil. <laughs> he wants to make sure to break it in correctly. Right. Yeah, Use that breaking oil, oil for the way you're supposed say, to. Yeah. Break right. it in how you're going to drive it. Right. That's exactly. how you're going to drive you it. So, yeah. um, so I, I took it to this autocross event. It was the first time I've ever done an autocross. Right. Um, because I've done rallycross before, which is basically the same thing, but on grass. There's grass. Yeah. Um, so I, I took this this car. And to, where was the autocross? It was actually at uh, Dragway 42. Okay. Um so for those who don't aren't around here, there's a there's a drag strip maybe about a half hour from Akron. I don't know how far from here, um, but they they have all this this infield section where it's like there's lots of little roads and stuff for. Well, I, I would imagine they have a bunch of cars going through there when they go to the drag strip and then go back and go around and to paddocks and whatever. Uh, but anyways, for the autocross, they set up this whole matrix of infield roads, chicanes as, and stuff yeah, like that, as a racetrack. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top, you know, a run was maybe 65 seconds. Um, that's pretty good. That's the, that's what it looks like. There you go. So if you guys want to take a look at it. So I think the maximum speed I got on one of the straights was maybe around 65, 70 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, but most of it is probably around 35, 40 miles an hour. Right. So not a high velocity. No. Velocity. And they did the thing with the cones were like pointing this way yep. means yep. you go that side yep. and pointing and it was really easy with this because uh, a lot of times they're autocrossing in a, in a parking lot right. so it's it's easy to get it's very confused yeah. where to go but this was pretty pretty uh and these are the asphalt roads that were poured to basically be paddock roads yep so that people have their campers and stuff there when they're drag right, racing, right. they they tend to camp um, along these access roads, and I've seen a number of different racetracks do this as a way to kind of get more money in, right? Yep. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's very cool. So, so how'd you do? There were, I think, eight people in my class. Um, several of them had uh, much nicer tires than I did. <laughs> Um, and I came in second in, in my class because your tires were the tires the factory gave it. Yeah, right? they're, they're right. Pirelli P zeros. They're like yeah. a three hundred tread rating tire, mm-hmm. uh, and the lower the better. And you're allowed to have two hundred mm-hmm. uh, tread wear tires. So a lot of them had uh, their. A 200 tire is a tire that's not going to last you very long. Right. It's super it, sticky. Basically just an autocross tire. Yeah. Yeah, the um, 680s aren't it's good. It's made out of condom. <laughs> the 680s yeah. aren't good. No, no but you're going to get a hell of a good mileage yeah. while you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. You'll use the least gas. It's like that. I love making you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. So the first yeah. place in my class was an Audi TT Quattro who mm-hmm. had you know, track tires. Um, and four-wheel drive. And four-wheel drive. 
He had less horsepower than I did, but no. but he also had a, a Nurburgring sticker in the window. So that oh, that's something. five horsepower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he have a rainbow sticker too? <laughs> if you have a Nurburgring sticker in your in your window, then you no, know. No, but he did race yeah. three Camaros, so it was it's going to be less. Right it's going to be less comfortable. That's yeah. for sure. So this guy had had actual good tires, and he was about a second per lap um, faster than I was. So. Okay, well that's a second per lap, huh? Yep. And these are are are. 10 laps per race or five laps per race? I think race? I had six runs. They, okay. You know, they, they, it's not continuous. You do no. one run and then yeah. you have to wait a while. And then Do, do you get a trophy or a plaque or anything? I don't know because I left early. Oh, you did? <laughs> really? Is it cumulative time or is it individual It's, it's individual. Yeah. You're just going for a lap. Your best time. lap. Okay. You yeah. dropped so the I mic can, and took off. Yep. I can do the dump truck. I could race the dump you truck. You could. <laughs> What's well, tech look like? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to, to autocross the Fiat, keep in mind, because it's taller than it is wide. Right. Um, it has a certain tip over standard. Right, right. But you could autocross it. I mean, you could, you could rally, yeah, rally, rally yeah, cross yeah, a dump yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah, my Outlander would not yeah. work. I'd say no. Yeah. There's like a warning it. on the thing that says don't turn oh, really? sharp. Don't turn sharp. Don't turn. It already goes straight. <laughs> but I want you to read this. So that you know that you're not turning, and I mean, like right. that's one of those stickers. You're like, why put that on the inside of the fucking visor right. when I'm clearly going to be giving myself driver and attention while I'm trying to read this thing, right. and I'm going to run over somebody. It should be in the middle yeah. of it the sh- windshield. It should be in the middle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do were not any, possibly. Were there any extremely expensive cars there? Uh, there was a, a Corvette C8. Wow. That I don't know how well it was doing. Uh, there was a couple, you know, purpose built. Well, was the Corvette C8 in first place? I have no idea. Then you beat it. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't in my class. So oh, he wasn't in your care. class. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, but there, you know, there was like a, a University of Akron Formula SAE car. Was, how many, how many Miatas? There had to be. Oh, a there was. There's a it's boat. all it's a never-ending yeah. parade of Miatas. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, yeah. There was a Caterham Super Seven, or it was probably a, a kit car. I was going to say it's probably. A, yeah, um, but it was powered by a Suzuki GSXR. Oh, um, a low cost, a yep. low cost. Yeah, um, that was what well, sounded good. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, those are fast, cool. Yeah, that's what my buddy just. Um, he he has a Miata. He does track days. Right. And he just upgraded. He bought a new Miata and sold his old Miata because this has more track stuff. Whatever. Mm-hmm. We yeah. talked about the car show on the last podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, <laughs> oh no, we didn't. Oh, well, no, you're right. Not the one we went to. Not the to, one we right? just went to. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Well, well, that was, that was, huge wall that was on Sunday. That, that was on Sunday. Earplugs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just, yeah. That yep. was it was the COVID transmission um, party. That, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely the COVID transmission pro- right. party. I, w- I yeah. would have come to that, but I was at the autocross at the exact same time. Well, you were doing something that involved moving cars. Yeah. Right. We, we got to watch. We learned. The yeah. car that won our event that yeah. we went to, the car that won our event was actually on a rollback. Yeah. It was on a trailer. He was on a rollback and never left the trailer. And never left the rollback and, and he won. won. Wow. He won. So we, so. I'm good. They, we we looked like such old men because like there's like a, what thousand people, seven hundred people, five hundred people, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of people, a lot of people. Yeah. And and so they're like everybody starts going toward this thing and cars are lining up and we're like oh shit drag racing this is cool like oh we were very excited there, there was going to be some activity but, in but the Kmart parking like lot. There's cops here so how are they going right. to pull this off? Yeah. So all these people pile up and Phil's like what uh, what's going on here and the, this one kid's like two step contest. Oh, we're like, we're they going to dance. That's what I said. I was like, <laughs> play the Garth Brooks and let's see what these oh, fucking guys throw down. Yeah, man. So cool. we're all clueless right. and we, we look like such assholes, but we're like, uh, what is two step? And they're like, 
they bring the cars up on, on, on onto the turbo, the two step of the turbo, and then they pedal them, and then it makes bangs. Yeah, <laughs> that's what this is. These people line up, and they have to line up. I don't. And it's know a two why step they... battle. Lining up two is it retarded because they each do at their own time. At so it's like time, you yeah. go, and then you go. So but you don't need to line up. It's not even like bo- bo- How do you say it? Bo- Bozuka. Yeah, which yeah. is cool because is they're making calls. sounds right. and doing right. stuff. They're and singing everything. songs with their throttle. So these guys just go and they they imitate an M sixteen firing as fast as it can. And. So, mm. Yeah, it's the, who has the best laptop wins. Yeah. Because it, really, that's what we discovered is all the cats were like, hold on. Like, there's a guy in the middle who's pretending to start this shit. Yep. Like, he's usually fat and his pants are usually around his knees or what have you. But he's the guy who's going to run this thing. Like, like well, we you know, like Anne Margaret guy, would the, be throwing the fucking... Right. But right. you also had the security guy with like 17 guns, yeah. an earpiece. And he was like all up to the cops going like... I'm your buddy, man. Blue lives matter. Yeah, yeah. Blue, we're cool. Like, and, I was yeah. going to be a cop, but I couldn't get through. I I just I can't. Right. So, I'm, just, I'm not going to say why. Yeah. But these are deadly weapons. Yeah. Yeah. So the long <laughs> and short of it was, you know, I had to register myself. Yeah. But this this race or this event, again, it has all the trappings of gross acceleration. Yeah. And John and I used to do, like, we've been to parties where we've done the 10-foot drags. Which is fun. Which, for the record... Don't do that. No, but it's unless fun you're as, fucked up, it's fun as shit. It's fun though. as shit because you're in gravel or dirt or grass, and it's literally two bikes, usually horribly mismatched, mm-hmm. and then some version of Anne Margaret who goes <laughs> go, and you guys both have to go ten feet. Well, right. You never can tell who can go ten feet the fastest. Well, it it's might surprise very you. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's I tried. Remember, I had the Bajaj scooter the one time, the four stroke, and I beat like a lot of people. A lot of flywheel, yeah, man. A lot of flywheel mass, and that was hooking up good. I had knobbies on it, and I beat a whole lot of people. I mean, it took a guy with a drag bike, like 300 horsepower, to beat a nine horsepower Bajaj. But a four stroke with a heavy flywheel is yeah, like right. perfect for launching in grass and mud. Like Actually throwing your body forward yeah. a little bit. It really does help. And I ran like 100 runs, yep. and nobody could catch the fucking Bajaj, you know? <laughs> And we just sit there, blah, 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 blah. And they'd go, boop, and I'd just go, bloop. And the Bajaj just went there. It was, yep. and they're like, he won. He won again. Well, and too much power, you just spin the tires. Well, that was what happened. 90% of the people just screwed the bike into the ground or right. just dug a trench. Right. Most of the people, the bike's heavy enough, the tire spins, it digs a trench, you go nowhere. Right. Hence, the fun of it is that everybody who has a lot of horsepower just digs in. Right. It's a technique. you got to get the, the technique, technique. And it pays to have a light bike with a heavy flywheel. And, like, the guys that had proper old dirt bikes with, like, big, like, that guy with a XT500 that had tires that had every other row of knobbies taken out right. was just, like, as soon as he let go of the clutch, the trick was just where the front wheel was going to be. Yeah. It was just keeping the front wheel down. So this race, when they take off, everybody's like, "Whoa!" Because oh the earth moved a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is torque, my friend. This race is basically a car has two rev limiters. A modern car with a turbo has two rev limiters. Right. It has a rev limiter for we don't want you to blow your motor up. Gotcha. We've all heard that before. It's ding 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 ding. Right. And then it has another rev limiter that's called launch control. And launch yep. control is where. The RPMs are perfect for the right launch. And that's mm-hmm. like 3,800 RPMs or something like that. It's considerably lower than the uh, motor devastation. Which the Veloster has from the factory. Right, exactly. It has launch, it has launch control has from the factory. Control, yep. And so when you put the car into launch control and you put your foot on the gas, 
Which what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to be then following that by dropping the clutch or taking your foot off the brake. When you do that in a modern sporty car, it does that noise. It just goes to 3,600 RPM and the car keeps trying to go faster than 3,600 and it keeps cutting the spark. Mm-hmm. And so it wants to go faster and the car clips the spark. It wants to go faster and the car clips the spark. Well, all those times it clips the spark are unburnt charges of gasoline going into a red hot turbo. And so it goes pop. Well, these guys then did everything they could do to make the pop into a bang. Yep. And a louder bang. And then they stuttered their exhaust timing even more. I'm sorry, their spark timing even more to essentially just make it a chain. And it does turn out the guys who won had little tiny Japanese cars with rotaries in them. Yeah. And turbos. Oh, yeah, that one truck. The one pickup truck with a turbo in it. I'm sorry, with a rotary in it. Oh, that was great. It was fantastic. And and the guy just literally sat there and played it like a musical instrument and just was like, (laughs) it did sound like in the military, we used to say Mod Deuce. The Mod Deuce or Ma Deuce, 50 Cal has a very distinctive sound. And we used to replicate it by going up to the guy who had the biggest ears in the platoon. (laughs) And you'd go up to the guy who had the biggest ears in the, the platoon and you'd grab him by the ears and go bang, 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 bang. And then his job was to say clank, 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 clank to the links, to the links for the, the belt of ammunition. <laughs> so you'd go bang, 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 bang. And he'd go clank, 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 clank. And it was actually loads of fun. Yeah. But then if, uh, but, but then if you try it sometimes, it's really enjoyable. But then the fun thing is if you're a dick, then you just yell stoppage. All right, Sinch, get on your knees. Right, yeah. You yell stoppage, you yell stoppage and smash him in the back of the head. You go clank, clank, bang, 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 stoppage, smash him. And that's when the, yeah, it's usually when it's done. He's not going to let you do that again. But but so we're we're watching this yeah. debacle go on. Oh my god! And then this, this kid this kid pops out with a box by his car, <laughs> and he puts on reggaeton, and it's loud. It's pretty it's loud, loud, right? So then this other car, this Honda Fit, backs up, and like this woman and a kid and a husband get out. Yep. And they're like they're sitting there, and then he opens the back, right? And there's just a wall of speakers. Yes. Uh-huh. And then he pulls out his box and right. puts it on top of the car. Right. And then the other guy's like, he's now this other dude's like, oh. And I can tell you what's in that box. It's not hearing protection. No. Because all the kids <laughs> had like blood trails coming yeah. out of their fucking ears. <laughs> yeah. But the best thing is, so like this dude's like, oh shit, I have a I have a competitor. So he turns his reggaeton up and it's like, but they weren't boom, 70 boom, feet apart. Boom, boom, and then this guy's like, no, fuck you. And he was like this. And then the whole world was like, <laughs> like, I mean, my, our, when the speakers pull back, it sucks the air out yeah. of your lungs. Yes. <laughs> like he was one. One second from a serious brown note. If he would have hit yeah. a little lower, yeah, I would have shit terrible. myself. My stomach was just It was. Destroyed. And you could feel it like go right into Jeez. your spine. Yeah. The front of Kmart. <laughs> the front of the dilapidated. The, the front of the world's. Abandoned. And we should admit. Folks. Zombie. This is west side of Cleveland. Yeah. This is literally where people go to film low budget zombie movies. This is a Kmart that they just went like this. Fuck it. And they yep. walked away. Yep. They yeah, walked they away. And, <laughs> and there's been nobody in there for any good since then. And here's the thing. The locals that are yeah. not part of the car show may have may not had pants on. The buck and a cigarette. They may <laughs> or may not have been complete crackheads. We don't know. But they yeah. definitely asked for a ride from you. They wanted a, they wanted a ride in my little Japanese cars. Right. And they wanted cigarettes. And she was lonely and sad. She was lonely and sad. But then yeah. she was with her boyfriend later. Right. Yeah. It was interesting. But he's cooler than I am because he has tattoos. He does. And I don't. Yeah. And, and, so, yeah. And that was, I mean, 
It was, it was and no shirt and no teeth. But it was a really fun car show because yeah. that was interesting because a lot of I, nice people, a lot of very, a lot very of really nice super people. nice people, and that was, it was, I was a lot say bigger is, than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, me too. Way, and they're doing it again this and Sunday night. So. The Latin crew that showed up with all the old school Fuck yes. fucking JDM nineteen sixty nine Toyota Corona. Oh, yeah, was it was so lowered cool. and beautiful yeah. and just nice. And the sl- what do you call them, Suzuki Slammerize? Slammerize. Yeah, Suzuki Slammerize. <laughs> That's my favorite car, man. Take a Suzuki Samurai and just scrape the ground with it. Yeah, I think wow. it's yeah. adorable and silly. And the dude that... Yeah. So you had four, four JDM cars? I had four cars JDM cars there. cars there, yeah. So the dude that showed up next to you right. with the Jimmy. He brought a Jimny. Jimny, So it's sorry. an interesting thing. There's a letter N there. Yeah, right. And so a Suzuki Jimny is a Japanese domestic market, 660 cc, what we got here and called a samurai. You know? right. Tin so, top, though, right? Right. Tin yeah. Top. yeah, it was a tin top. So it was a hard top. And this guy had imported this thing from Japan and just did a gorgeous job. It was on mint. It. It, it was beautiful. Beautiful, man. Gorgeous workmanship. He had the perfect tires and rims. He did. He couldn't have gone a quarter no, because millimeter more. It was like just perfect. They might not have actually worked, but it looked like you gave an artist license to like i want you to draw this car and then i want you to put the perfect size tires underneath it to like make it look aesthetically pleasing he couldn't drive over a curb without fucking something up yeah but stands for days well i this sunday you know hey i think it might be hearse time because we showed up with a relatively (laughs) normal shit that over there at some point yeah i mean it's a pain in the ass to get it out it's a pain in the ass to get it out but it's totally worth it. if you had some little helper trolls or smurfs to move everything out (laughs) so you could get it out I'll well no the hearse is at my house now. Oh, okay. did you know that? So it's not landlocked. Yeah, right but it's here. it's landlocked in my garage too. Okay, so. so you still might need Smurfs. Well, yeah, we could just do my garage and bring five cars, five different cars, and we could just bring five. Drive to Phil's house. Get we- car, five weird cars there. and drive back over here. Yeah, exactly. Make a party out of it. Well, I did. I did drive you back a few times. Yeah, you 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 definitely did because yeah. I was walking back from the Kmart. It's right. ten minutes, no big deal. Kind of like a range walk, you know. Military guys, it's a range walk. It's not jogging and it's not walking. It's range walking, and I was doing that back and forth. I did that to load up. I did that four trips. And then Steve showed up, which was super cool. So he showed up with a high ace, and nobody'd ever seen a high but, ace before. But that freak in that red pickup truck, you have to tell him that story. Oh, we're out here. Like, I'm walking back to the shop, and I hear this, like, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you, mother, you piece of shit. What the fuck? And I look over, and it's like a. You know, uh, what I'm going to call a red hat enthusiast, right? <laughs> and he's, he's driving a very large red Chevy pickup truck. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's rust the bottom four inches or six inches. As they do. As they do. Right. But it's very tall and it's got very, very flexible tires on it. <laughs> and it's an extended cab and it's got a lot of stickers in the back about what kind of guns he owns. Yeah, and hunting and just... And don't get me wrong, I too am a firearms enthusiast. Yep. So don't judge me harshly. I'm not against you. I think there's not anybody here that's not a two-way appreciator. Right, and we get it, right? That's fine. And so I hear this kerfuffle going on and you're coming you're literally driving the other way well, right yeah i'm looking so at this guy screaming right. at yeah at, at the guy in the black what could be a probably a mazda rx8 or some small fin on the yeah it was some breed of shark i don't know (laughs) i saw the fin i knew it was trouble in the water so so they're yelling back and forth at each other and eventually the guy in the the light changes and the guy in the black uh you know japanese sports car is like fuck this guy he's behind me and he's driving 
American failure, right? So he's like, <laughs> I can just leave, man. So he does what I would do. And that's just like, leave. Yeah. The problem is literally behind you. So he does. Off he fucks with great anticipation and great enthusiasm. So away he goes and he just, he just does that thing like, like a Batmobile. Just kind of like, and he just disappears. Yeah. But this guy has to give it like the full right foot treatment mm -hmm. and like pushes that Chevy M Vortec motor for all it's worth. And you can hear the tires spooling up and he's gaining inertia <laughs> as he goes <laughs> past the Dunkin Donuts. And I hear this motor just like doing it all of its best work to move this, you know, you know, half ton pickup truck down the road and he loses it. Oh, no, oh, he loses shit. it. And he's on a straight road, mind you. Right, right. So he loses it hard. And uh, not far from us, we have a, a street, like, you know, maybe 100 feet from us, that, that street goes north. And that street goes north by the American Karate Exchange, one of my favorite <laughs> signs in all of Cleveland, because they have like a, a cube van out front that's just painted red, white, and blue with Uncle Sam giving a Chuck Norris kick. Because yeah, they trade punches. They're, that's true. They do trade punches. So, Are you hungry? I'll give you a Knuckle Sam. I'll give you a Knuckle Sam. <laughs> so he, I think what he did was he thought. How about thought, I feed you a jab? Hey, <laughs> I think what he thought was, I think he thought the guy in the Japanese car was going to make a right down at, rocky river yeah. and he was going to make a right and cut him off oh okay because most people down there do tend to turn right mm. i think he thought he was going to go through the residential fucking neighborhood <laughs> with his half ton four by four truck and cut this guy off well he blew the fuck out of it and he destroyed a dude sitting in a honda civic oh, like oh. a guy sitting in like a 500 hundred dollar honda civic like just happy to have a car. Just happy to have a car yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. in a red light stationary and this giant red truck tries to eat him. Oh, dude. And goes through and over the entire front of his car and is like kissing close to American Karate Exchange, um, like making a whole new drive through out of the mm. place. Well, then so I'm back here and I see the whole thing happen. I'm like, that guy's a cunt. Like, sorry. That guy's a foot. And I'm like, he's horrible. And I don't want anything to do with this dick. So, but then I got really angry. I was like, fuck that guy. I watched the whole thing happen. He's yeah. just being a piece of shit. Right. And one, you got no car. Right. You can't catch him. He's in a high performance Japanese fun vehicle and you're in that piece of shit. <laughs> so unless you're pulling plowing the back 40, give up, man. You you don't have it. You might have out talked him. You can't outwalk him. Right. right, right. So I'm, I jump in my little extremely turbo-powered Mitsubishi or Daihatsu Mira. And I drive over there just to survey the damage. And I wanted to see if he actually went into the building because it was a pretty loud oh, noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of noise and a lot of smoke. I go over there. This guy's getting his kid out of the back of the truck. Oh, my God. oh no. This fuck knuckle did all this road rage shit yeah. with his baby in the car. And I that when I saw that, I became an asshole then. I became Karen. Yeah, well, you I became all the worst Karen. things in the world. Oh, I had an opinion. I wanted to talk to his manager. I wanted all the things instantly. <laughs> I shamed him publicly. I was like, you non-driving piece of shit. Yeah. You got into a verbal and he's like, we exchanged words. Words were exchanged. And I said, then why were you trying to accelerate to 50 miles an hour on a 35 mile an hour road right. and then make this impossible turn and kill this man's car? And the poor guy with the Civic was crushed and he's like calling his wife and he's like, honey, I'm going to be late. Somebody just drove over my car. <laughs> right. Literally. And he guy drove over his car. So, yeah, that was on the way to the car show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. It was a weird night. Oh, Shit happened. It was a great night. Yeah. It was like. 
like you had you had replied to our group text and said, I'm going to go to this car show. Yeah. And I was looking for something to do, and I was like, you know, it's a Sunday like night. Dennis Kucinich so much. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I expected it to be like 15 dudes hanging out in a parking yeah, lot. Yeah, I didn't know what yeah. to expect. With you, like, with a bunch of cars going right. like, well, this sucks. Yeah, this sucks. And yeah. we get there. I thought like, you would have half the cars there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, really, I did not I did have too. half the cars there. And and we get I, I show up and I couldn't when I got there you were surrounded you and all your JDM cars were yeah. surrounded by about a hundred people yeah we had all and of, you had your mask on and you were yeah. covering your eyes and you were moving backwards <laughs> like please don't breathe on me a lot of people fell in on me at, at the yeah, same time when yeah. you showed up before you showed up because it was just like well, I'm glad I got there late then they'd kind oh, of taken a lap weird. and we were uh, and they all had shirts they were all part of a crew so there's a night. Dude. Night, night, something. What yeah, night it? drivers or whatever. Yeah, not they had a, not they had a Viking. No, no it was no, a it was sumo. It was a sumo, yeah. sumo guy with pistons. Yeah. It was yeah. really that cool. Was very cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It was samurai. samurai, samurai with pistons yeah. on his helmet. But what was it? Night, night riders or something. Night something. Something yeah. akin yeah. to that. Night, night something. But anyway, they're all super sweet, and we I know them from the other car show they do on Thursday nights, uh, right by Porco, mm-hmm. and they are. Total JDM guys, like they like, live. It's the JDM. a big Latin crew, right? Yeah, it's Latin crew. Yeah, yeah so they're they were, Latin they were crew. Super yeah. cool, and they're extremely nice people. And they bring their whole families out, and they all have matching T-shirts, like yeah. nylon shirts that are like team shirts. They're like uh, the NASCAR shirts. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. really cool. Like, the su- die sublimation shirts. Yes, they are. They That's them. right. That's and th- there's a lot going on there. Like you can tell, they love this, and these guys work on their cars. Oh, yeah. They don't have 19 cars. These guys have an car, yeah. and it is fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's like, and, and and the cars they have, the parts are impossible to get. I think so. So yeah. they're like making parts. Yeah, the guys were very creative. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff they were doing was really brilliant. So I've got to hand it to them. It was a very interesting car show for me because in Cleveland, we don't play by a lot of the traditional rules. Cleveland's kind of work with what you got. Our DGR is like run what you got kind of thing. And this car show was a good example. There was a ton of V8 iron. There was a, a whole many American V8 muscle yep, cars. Yep. Yeah, it was like, ah, I don't want to ride drive the Corvette up there. Right. It's a JDM show. So I'm like, well, I'll take the ride the Super Hawk right. up there so I at least have something Japanese. And right. I get there and they're like, well, here's a fucking jacked up Dodge Durango yep. with a sound system cruising around. You got around, it. Yeah. And a bunch of clapped out Camaros and yep. some Dodge Chargers over here. Yeah, there was like, a whole row of Chargers. F-150 with a, uh, a 7.3. I would have almost yeah. been respectable there. <laughs> there was. There was a very <laughs> mixed a bag. And I got to give these guys credit. Their crew, and I'm going to give them a shout out too, because they're called Sunday Fun Days. Yep. Sunday and Fun Days, right. they did, uh, they, they spoke to the property owner who owns the Kmart. Ahead of time, they cleaned the parking lot before, and then they cleaned the parking lot after. And they were trying to keep people from being stupid. They did. And when people were extremely stupid, they went and shut them down. And then when the police came, they came and they they basically they basically got to the cops immediately. They de-escalated. They de-escalated the entire situation. And in fact, then they got they convinced the cops to go over and park their explorers (laughs) and put the hoods up. Yep, and hang on. So the the fucking (laughs) cops put their hoods up. I thought it was funny though, because like the girl that was parked next to all your cars, yeah, she was showing the cops her LED yeah. system, and then she hit the, the one red blues, and it was just red and blue, and the cop was like, "Yeah, he originally was like doing a teeth sucker for <laughs> yeah. a second. He was like, yeah, I don't know,' but then she's like, he's like, no, that's cool, I like that, yeah. and he let her off the hook, and I was like, whoo, that's good. Yeah, yeah. stick to the teal, kids. Stick yeah, to the stick keel. to the purples. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, keep it very Easter basket. Yeah, we don't Let want reds and blues over here. Yeah, yeah, we don't want you letting any 
anyone think you yeah. might be pulling them over in your Dodge Magnum. But it's funny because, <laughs> like, so uh, another thing about the new car scene a little bit, yeah. right? So in the old days, you'd have dudes tweaking on motors and dudes yeah. would be, like, looking at motors and stuff. Right. These dudes were, like, showing off their LED strips underneath their spoilers. Yes. Like, how did you light that? Oh, I did yeah. stuck the LED strip under there. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell anybody, but actually there's a 9-volt battery. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Well, before you would have needed a, a neon transformer. Exactly. Yeah, right. A neon transformer <laughs> this fucking big. Uh, it's a 900 watts, and you can kind of see the glow but if it's funny, really dark but, enough. But, like, you're looking at some of these cars, and you're like, okay, so they have an LED strip on the bottom of their fucking splitter that's an inch and a half off yeah. the ground on the front of their no, car. No, that shit's replaced fortnightly. Like, that, <laughs> that's that shit, that's gone. There was a time when I had the Fiat all dressed up like a Star Trek shuttlecraft. Like it said, oh, really? NC whatever, yeah. USS Voyager on the side with a red stripe and Badass. the logo. And it had the uh, a red LED strip in the grill and a blue LED strip on, oh. on the sides. Oh. And, and that got ripped off immediately on the first snow. Well, 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 check this out. So, like, back in the day when I used to travel to car shows with, you know, 90-whatever, mm-hmm. um, so when you got down to North Carolina and stuff like that, a lot of their roads are built with, like, phosphorescent, oh. um, what do you call them, uh, like, you know, minerals and shit, yeah. right? It, it so, glistens. So the original, like, LED guys would just put black lights under their cars yeah, and purple. it would actually yeah. illuminate all yeah. the shit in the street. Wow. Yeah, and that cool. was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. But then, you know, now it just turned into like LEDs, which is... Right. Yeah. Which is well, yeah. LED strips are cheap. Yeah, they are. But you know Boy, what's funny are. is like when I'm looking at motorcycles online or trying to buy one, if it has an LED on it, I'm, I'm out. Yep. Like, if, you're if instantly dude, out of the game. Yeah, because if, if he did that or she did that, at that point, you're like, what else did they fuck her with? Like, That's you true. know the yeah. thing is just mm-hmm. fucking yeah. nozzled at that yeah, point. You know, so they painted it gold somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's probably like a Louis Vuitton seat cover <laughs> somewhere around that bike somewhere. The oh, uh, no. the one thing I did want to talk about, you guys will remember, not that long ago, we did mention that Harley Davidson had made a, an arrangement with Benelli to produce the um, the new Benelli. Uh, no, sorry, the new Harley Davidson. The Benelli Davidson. The Benelli Davidson. Jang? No, is it the Chang Jang? It is Chang Jang. Yeah. So, That's so yep. let me ask you this. Yep. So, since you have the 302 here. Yes, yes, we do. So, say I wanted to have a Harley on the left side and yeah, a Benelli exactly. on the right side. <laughs> well, could you acquire the stickers to make you that could happen? do that? You could acquire you the stickers. You two-based son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely true. But you will see, I'm going to pull up some photos for you that. Uh, the tank looks different. To it me. is. It's quite different. So, that is one thing I would really like to, you know, I think that's the elephant in the room that we got to address is that the. There is, there's a lot of sheet metal, plastic. Um, there's a lot of badge engineering. Plastic. Yeah, there's a lot of badge engineering going on here. Um, there's a lot of stuff that is, if you squint, you can totally see the motorcycle underneath. Um, is that a brown seat? Uh, yes, it is. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. It does kind of look brownish. Yeah, it does look brownish. I don't know why it wasn't the 388. Is that the new Ducati Monster? Yeah. <laughs> well, what it is is the old Benelli 302S. Mm. Uh, the 883, the 388. Well, the 388 makes perfect sense. Unfortunately, it doesn't have that many cubic centimeters. Yes. Um, it just doesn't have that. So the what they've done is they have made a different seat. Why should that stop somebody like Harley from calling it I the know, 388? Right? Just call it the uh, 388. You call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. It is what it is. Um, they I like are, how they're calling it the baby Harley. 
I know it's not a baby Harley. Yeah, I think there's too much going on with the baby Yoda thing right now. Uh, <laughs> that now we're just calling baby on everything. Well, this is the new Amarici. This is well, it is true. Yeah, yeah, and era Aramaki. I uh, say the, Amarici, you uh, say Aramaki. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do have an uh, electronic device that could settle this. <laughs> I'm not interested in facts. I'm not interested in your fact. <laughs> I like calling it what or it proper is. pronunciation. <laughs> exactly. Pronunciation. The, uh, I might not have, I actually, I might not be pronouncing it correctly. So the, uh, but what I did want to call attention to on the, uh, the new Benelli Davidson, or is it better to call it a Harley Benelli? I don't know. Um, or is it better to just call it's it a Harnelli? A Harnelli. Uh, yeah. I mean, or is it better to call it a Harley Jang or a Chang Davidson or a oh, that Chang Benelli Davidson? That sounds really good. Yeah. These things all have a lot of marketing appeal. I don't know why we're not writing them down. The angle on that bike is just not right. There's a lot of fucking problems with this bike. I do uh, not like the size of the 338 on the back of it. It's well, way too big. And they're they're trying this flat tracker back end that's reminiscent of the XS650 kits and everything else. And what you got there is you just end up with a whole lot of fucking air between your passenger perch and the back tire mm-hmm. again. Um, there's this completely unnecessary black piece of plastic that's only there to hide the the empty space between the Harley Davidson emblazoned gas tank, which has been, as we much expected, angularized. Um, Why did they cover up that little piece of shock there? Like, you know, I, yeah. I guess you had to mount it have a mounting point somewhere but it would have been nice if they could have left that whole yeah i i agree there's like there's exposed. so many things that on the benelli actually look really good and they did a good job with it and you can buy it and it's real and it exists but when you look at the artist concept of what they said you know what they gave the guy in milwaukee a hundred dollars to draw on his weekend it was probably a fiverr account uh when you look at the artwork that they pulled off wow that is another aggressive <laughs> out burning river the uh, when you look at the artist's interpretation, that motorcycle that is represented in the picture looks nothing like it. Looks nothing yeah. like what they've actually put together. And you know, this picture is like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. I'd ride that. But meanwhile, the rider's hiding all the awful bits, and it does kind of look like a Harley flat tracker. Maybe I, I guess I don't know. Um, not impressed with the final result at the, all the it looks like a, it looks like a kit car to me it does it, it does. does look like you it looks like you literally went and grabbed a bag a box of plastic parts and glued them to a motorcycle well and here's the problem the nobody problem knows yet is if, if they came out with that by itself you'd be like eh, that's okay i can tell you the benelli's 42.99 though right right but that's yeah. the thing so unfortunately the benelli exists right exactly and it's way better looking it is it actually so, is like yeah well it's not pretending to be something that it's not right so the benelli is looking like a lightweight sport bike right the benelli is not hiding the trellis frame the benelli is not hiding the monoshock the benelli's Which, showing it all off my question is yeah. this would you rather see them do something like this mm-hmm. To buy something off the shelf, right. rebadge it in there. That's hand, what it is, yeah. Or to go back and do something like the Buell Blast, where you take something that's actually proprietary and cut it in half and then push it out there and say, here's a, a small displacement motorcycle. And that's exactly, and that's a really, really good point. Because if you look at the Buell Blast, which was one half of a Sportster motor, and it didn't work great. 
I mean, some people think it's some people think it's okay. I have worked on them. They're a dog's breakfast. I mean, the carburetors off of a Kimco exciting. The the single cylinder itself, it didn't it didn't make what I thought was anything resembling fun power. Two cylinders didn't make a lot of fun power. Half yeah. of that didn't yeah. do anything. And any half better. of it didn't and do it. Aesthetically, it was a fucking dog turtle. It's a ugly fucking bike. Yeah. I mean, it had the same I mean, it, it has the same thing that early Zeros had, where it was like, does it look like a motorcycle? No, it looks like a Buell Blast. Right. You know, and what does a Buell Blast look like? It looks like a Buell Blast. So like this a, was a better uh, move than them trying to build something themselves. It is, but at the same time, it's like, what kind of premium are they going to charge to call it a Harley? Right. Why would you just not buy the Benelli? Like, there's like, well, there's, that's always been the case, and that's a really, really good discussion. Is there any way possible that this was going to come in cheaper than a Benelli? It can't. No, no, there's no it way. Cannot. Not. Right. Yeah. And as and just like with the Street 500 and the Street 750, they're starting with the exact same rhetoric. The same rhetoric is, no, we're not actually building this for the American market. Yeah, right. We're building this for the Asian market or the European market. We're not ever actually going to bring this to America. Well, after the pandemic, right. like what is the American market now? Because all I know is they so killed the, they killed different. the Bronx. Yeah, right. So, so they might need to redefine what the American market is. Yeah. They're and doing anything they can to, to keep from getting bought out. Well, I think they're right now. And it's they're a not case going to work. Well, today's today right now is. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Harley Davidson's numbers are up because everybody's numbers are up. You can't buy a fucking Honda. You can't buy a monkey bike. You can't buy bikes at Honda dealers because they're fucking out of bikes. We're killing ourselves to keep our our line representing well here and make ourselves look like we're I'm amazed fat and sassy. Every week when we come to do the yeah. podcast, how many bikes are gone and how many are back or new? We're or- between 10 and 25 bikes per week. Wow. And it's crazy to run. What those is numbers. that? What is wh- how different is that from the last couple of years? It's at this point it's over 100 percent better. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're we're literally running right now 100 percent, literally 100 percent higher numbers than we were last year. And how about that to 2008? Oh, well, 2008 was that that was the kooky year. So 2008 yeah. was insane. I'm going to say it was different. Because gas was five dollars a gallon, and there was a panic mode. Mm-hmm. There were people coming in buying gas. So the, everybody was buying the low CC, yep. high mileage. Now it people was are, right. So is it more just like what the cost is. Yeah, in two thousand and eight, we sold three hundred buddy scooters. Like you know, we sold three hundred bikes that had a twenty seven hundred dollar price point. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're selling one hundred and fifty bikes that have a six thousand dollar price point. Wow! Right. Okay. So that's different. How are the zeros going? They're doing very well. And in fact, that's a big problem that we're having is zero had zero had launched a discount campaign, but they didn't think to look and see what their actual inventory reserves were before they did it. (laughs) So just blew it out. So there's that whole thing of like supply and demand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, supply and demand equals cost. Well, what happens is when you have a shit ton of demand, and you have no supply, right. you do not need to discount at all. Right. You can, you can. In fact, some people in you know California charge more. They charge a premium. Well, look at the Corvettes. Exactly. The new Corvettes that came right. out. Nobody's paid less than twenty thousand over exactly. retail just right. to get one. Great example. Yeah. So a great example for us sitting here in the room with us is right behind Chris is a Zero SRS. That's a twenty-one thousand dollar motorcycle, but 
because of a couple of things. Here's the first thing is that bike is technically a demo unit. Even though due to coronavirus, we've done zero demo rides. Right. And that bike has the original five miles that were on it when it came out of the crate. That bike gets $1,250 off. Hmm. But wait, there's more. Because Zero decided to do a cash for carbon program that we talked about in a previous podcast where you bring in any shitbox and we'll give you $1,500 more than it's worth. Well, now they took the shitbox out of the equation. So now you don't need to bring in anything. If you buy an SRS or an SRF, the Street Fighter, you automatically get $1,500 off. Hmm. So now you get $1,500 off plus $1,250. So now you're at $2,750. Oh. Just for having a pulse and saying, I'd like to buy that motorcycle. But then once you buy that motorcycle, you get 10% off in a federal tax credit. Hmm. So now you pay 20 grand on that bike, you're getting 2,000 off on that. So now you're at 47.50. Whoa. Yeah, that's that's got to get your attention because now the SRS, which is the brand new cutting edge electric motorcycle in the world, is now costing less than last year's or two years ago's SR product. And for an equivalent gas bike, yeah. you're talking what, three or four thousand dollars more. Exactly. But so with no maintenance. Right. No, no maintenance. What you put that up against? Like a BMW. Mm. Well, it's a weird thing because this is where everyone gets into a fucking battle. One, it has 140 foot pounds of torque. So there aren't too many fucking motorcycles out there on the planet that have that much torque. Like that's Ducati, like multi strike. You can name whatever you want to name yeah, because like, very few motorcycles on planet right. Earth have 140 foot-pounds right, of torque. Right. It goes from zero to 60 in under three seconds, which also puts it into a group of very, very, very few motorcycles on planet Earth. But its top speed is only 126 miles per hour. Limited only. by the computer. Governed by the decision of the manufacturer. But there's got to make, gotta be hacks available. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. okay. That doesn't exist. How many right. times have you gone over 128 miles an hour at this table? Well, the point is I'm very happy the motherfuckers are covering it. Why, but yeah. Yeah. But I'm, so have I. But my point being, every time I've ever done 176 miles an hour or 196 yeah. miles an hour, I've always done the same thing, which is like... Okay. Yeah. Woo. What the fuck was I doing? Yep. You know? It's like a two mile stretch of a highway that you can see all yeah. the way down. And it's and always it's like, three o'clock in the morning or whatever. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. And I've done it. But the point being, very rarely do I ever need to go over 125. And the older I get, the less fast I need to go. Yeah. And it's that's... true. I ride these I ride these bikes and I ride them at maximum chat. I ride them, I ride them at full pace. Mm-hmm. And they're perfect. And they're dead smooth. And they're silent. And they're great at 125 miles I'll do miles 100, no problem. I'll take it up to maybe 110, 120. Okay. I have no interest in doing anything I'm more with than you that. Now. that is just and on like... these bikes, you're going 125. And you have no fucking idea you're going 125. That's... So I'm kind of glad they're limited because... That's insane. Yeah. It is enough. Well, that's the thing. I'm sure it takes a while to get used to even... Trying to figure out what legal speed is. Without- oh, it's very deceptive. <laughs> yeah, because there's no noise, there's deceptive. no nothing. It's smooth. Most of the time, I look down and I'm like, "Well, that's 110 miles an hour." So, that's, yeah. my question is, what kind of is there a cruise control or yeah, anything? There's cruise control. I mean, th- that's perfect. I mean, that yeah. bike should be able to have like perfect meticulous. It'll keep you exactly at whatever speed absolutely you want does. To. It absolutely does, and you can accelerate with the cruise control, and it'll return back to your your, your set. Speed and but stuff, it's yeah. amazing when you so yeah. at mid Ohio last or two year whenever we were there yeah. last when you had that the one zero there and you let us ride it. You're that was the me first sad. time I spent quite a bit of time on a zero on the right? FX, yeah, yep. and and it was really hard. I remember like going like, wow, I'm really going as slow as it can possibly go, and it was yeah. like forty. 
Yeah. Like it's yeah. like like since there's no noise, you have no concept of how fast right. you're going until mm-hmm. like you blow past a mini bike and you're like, fuck, I'm actually- I'm flying. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah it is. When you take the when you take the clatter out of the situation, mm-hmm. the bike, it's remarkable how fast you can My go. favorite thing about that at mid Ohio was just crawling through the trails at like half a mile an hour and all of a sudden getting to a straight and just fistful yeah. throttle and, and how back many, end spinning and, and how many smiles like, that was every fantastic. time you hit yeah. the throttle yep. it was just a constant like you're saying <laughs> like the whole time <laughs> it's like you're getting away with something yeah, yeah. Like, like like you 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 told us a thousand times yeah. how ridiculous it is yeah. but until you do it right. and it's like literally nick did you not go <laughs> oh, every single every time, single every time. time. Yeah. it's fucking crazy that's why when you guys are like can i take the zero i'm like yeah i can take yeah, the zero yeah, <laughs> yeah just go ahead take it to the chris at Chris, you know, I just like the crowd reaction. Yeah, I just like it when you're. you're I love watching Chris. You're, you're, Chris took that zero out, and we were. I was shit faced. I'm going to you know driving around, but Chris is right in front of us, and Chris ate shit because Chris did what we all do. Chris is like, I'm just gonna gas it and see what happens. Yeah, and Chris gassed it, and the bike just screwed into the ground, right? Because you can't hook up in mud. No. You do the hokey pokey, and you turn yourself around. <laughs> <laughs> that bike. Literally, and he just was laughing the whole time. He looked up and he's like, he looks back at the bike and he's like, I just crashed this. And I'm like, yeah, it's in mud. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And he was fine. But it is, it goes from negative one miles per hour somehow. I don't know how it does it, but it's the only bike I've ever ridden that can go slower than a drunk can walk. Yeah. Without putting your feet down. And it's perfectly placed. And then all of a sudden you can go to light speed warp factor six without like even like putting your cigarette out and like there's like a tiny whine yeah. like a little yeah. yeah and like when they can't it actually adds to your smiles oh, of course like when you hear that you're like you know you're about to have more when you do it on the street and, we call it the chewbacca noise because it and, goes and, yeah. <laughs> the chewbacca noise like, and it's not and it's not fake and it's not no. engineered it's no. just the right. the, 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 primary, the sound of the, the secondary driver right. yeah. well there's only no. one there's no primary it's, the it's just yeah. the, the belt, belt drive yeah they didn't have a whole department trying to figure out the the pleasurable audible tone. <laughs> I'm of sorry. A gear wine. It's, just, a it's just a sign that a cod have belt a, makes. The, the zero has a haptic heartbeat. No, fuck no, you. It does not have a haptic right. heartbeat. They didn't. They didn't right. buy like 120 power drills and listen to all of them and go. Oh, that one was. That's pleasing. the one that sounds good. Yeah. What's that from? It's Harbor Freight. We should. Oh, okay. We should back cut the gears to match that sound. No, zero went. We would like the maximum torque. Torque, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what can we do to make it perform best? All right, what is it going to sound like? It's going to sound like what it is, yeah. motherfucker. We prefer to make no sound, but if it somehow exactly. makes some sort of sound, we won't be too upset. So wait, <laughs> what you're saying is we have to add 128 parts to make it sound like a Harley? Right. No. Let's, no. Just, let's not rotate the motor that. 90 degrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think Zero's mentality was like, can we possibly engineer the least number of fail points? Yeah, exactly. That's a good start. Yeah. That's because these guys were from NASA. Yeah. <laughs> can we just have it be osmosis powered? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people when they when you ride it, it, it does become telepathic. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. I know Steve is. I've seen you riding it. Like Steve rides that bike like it's pants. Right. Well, you got what? A hundred? How many? You you maximized your mileage. You have to know the bike really well to do that. The most I've gotten was like 120. Mm. Jeez. That's and that's 120 out of a seven point. Well, you don't have a 6.2. You got a 6.5. So out of a 6.5, he's got 120 miles. And what what should it get usually? 90. 90. By a skilled operator. Right. 
Yeah. So it but should usually get, it gets like 50. I mean, you have to really work. Well, look, to get it, it, it gets 50 know? because the 50 is the fun 50. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a fun 50, yeah. too. When I when I ride one of these things and I'm riding it, I'm going to be lucky to get 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I know where my house is, so but it's you okay. you know what? Yeah. So at Mid-Ohio, yeah. that bike, so everybody's like, oh, electric bikes, they're going to they're die, whatever. Yeah. You didn't charge the bike we rode no, at all, right? not one time. And we all rode it Everybody lot, rode the shit out of that a bike. A lot. Yeah, it got ridden every day of a four-day weekend. And and when we got 25 or 30 feet away from the RV, yeah. it wasn't ridden lightly. No. <laughs> it was never ridden lightly. No. No, everybody I gave the keys to was just like, okay, and then you could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, right. as soon as they got 50 feet away from well, the, the yeah. RV. As soon as we were out of earshot, exactly. which yeah. on this See, bike is like 20 feet. I think riding it like that, though, yeah. At some point, yeah, like makes the battery last longer. Yeah, because, because yeah. you hit it, yeah, and then uh, and as soon as you're off, then yeah. you come right off the tons trial, of regen. It's regen, yeah, tons of regen. Yeah, you're right. So you're not right. that you're when regening as much bike, as you use, but it, there's something that. But 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 there's seriously. something that's not logical about getting high mileage on it. Yeah, to me, because it seems like. If it's stop and go, yeah. it's better. It is way better. Then if you just yeah. if you had a constant yeah. speed, it's the seems worst to use thing more for that power. bike is wind resistance. Right. The best thing for that bike is a, a city yeah. traffic. Low like, speed, well, I've, I've noticed the same is, thing with like a Toyota Prius. It's yes. like it's stop and go. You can get like 55, 60 miles right. per gallon, but right. on the highway, it's like 25, 30. How long have you, Chris, you've been driving Priuses for a while too, right? Mrs. Smith has an yeah. 05. Right. 05. Shit. 193,000. Wow. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah I mean, you want that's, that car when you sell it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know I, I miss. I'm going to have to also because I bought another one. Oh, you did? The 2012, yes. Yes, yeah, so I, I mean, like, you think about the number of miles you've accumulated using electricity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a totally different jam than so, normal. So, I'm talking about Chris Smith. And after 193,000 miles, I think she's used like 16 gallons of gas. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Dude, all I know, all I know is that a bunch of years ago, when what actually when my daughter was born, my my parent in laws, whatever you call in laws or whatever, yeah. they were like, "You need a, a solid, reliable car right. for our daughter. Go buy a car." Right. So I bought a Prius V, yeah. right? But I leased it. I've never leased anything in my life before. But it was the only thing I could do because I couldn't afford to buy a car. Right. It lasted six months before I had to park the car for a year because I had a used your mileage two yeah. years worth of mileage. Burned up the mileage. Six months. Oh, but I loved that car until yeah. I couldn't drive it anymore. That's, so, do you that's have any harsh. jokes for us, Chris? Oh, I got one. I got one. Yeah. Well, he's got a good one. I got a good one. You got a good oh, one. Here we go. Here we go. We'll let Steve warm it up. Warm up the mic. <laughs> warm up the mic. <laughs> Just to get Chris going. That's what is twelve inches long and stiff in the morning? Sids. Oh. <laughs> that's so bad. That's a rough one. That's really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very small. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Mr. Smith is looking. What do we got? Who's got glasses? Me, I do. Let me. We need some cheaters. Want some bifocals? Old man Chris. Here, take these. These are Chris good. Chris Smith yeah, needs like some those. cheaters. Yeah. He's cheating. I know, I know this one pretty well, but... So this one's called Neil, Neil Armstrong. So some years ago, they were celebrating Neil Armstrong's landing on the moon. It was the 30th anniversary, and they said, Mr. Uh, Armstrong. Wait. By the way, that was fake. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. All right. I have photographic evidence. <laughs> the flag, man, the flag. 
<laughs> so moving along. <laughs> he said, Mr. Armstrong, it's amazing the feat you did and how you went Ooh. down historically. Especially that wonderful quote, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Neil Armstrong says, I never said that. What are you talking about? Everybody knows you said that. It was all over the news, on television. It's recorded. It's taught in schools. He says, that may be, but I never said it. Well, what did you say? I said, one small step for man, one giant leap for Manny Klein. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, where did that come from? Neil Armstrong says, well, when I was growing up in Brooklyn, our family lived next door to the Kleins, Manny Klein and his wife. The walls were very thin, and I used to hear Manny begging all the time that his wife give him oral sex. <laughs> and she would say, Manny, when a man walks on the moon. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. That's good. If nobody else says anything else. No, as a follow-up to that, yeah. I was reading uh, that there's the... Uh, those guys were talking to Neil Armstrong like what to say when he stepped on right. the moon. Yeah. And they wanted him to say, he said, if I had any balls, I would have said, what the hell is that? And cut my mic you off. Cut your mic off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it feels squishy. <laughs> <laughs> so that I might be dating myself, but right. does everybody know who Christy McCullough is? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So how did they, I, they heard, they knew she had dandruff. Do you know how? They found her head and shoulders washed up uh, on the beach. Uh, <laughs> All those jokes that happened during the challenge. Like, it was Na what does NASA stand for? Need another seven astronauts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the last thing that went through Sally Ride's mind before the crash? A 14-inch piece of stainless steel. Yeah, right. You know, like all those different, you know, there's just terrible, horrible jokes that were floated around. Just yeah. terrible. So I have that wrong then? So no, who got killed? Like, who got killed in the in the NASA? Who was the woman who got killed? Well, Sally Ride and Christy McCullough. Oh, yeah. both of them. Yeah. Okay, okay. But the joke was, yeah. the joke originally was, why didn't she take a shower before she got on the shuttle? Right. Because she was going to wash up on the She was going to wash up on the beach. She was going to use her She was going to wash up on the beach anyway. Exactly. I think it came out 30 seconds after it blew up. It did. I mean, they were they were pretty terrible. So here's an interesting thing. I we I'm going to we're going to circle back to John's mispronunciation of Aramaki. Okay. Fuck. I didn't know that was going to stick in your crop. Okay. I thought we were done with the podcast. I know, but I, I did want to throw this up because it is fucking interesting as shit. So we all know Piaggio. Piaggio is an aviation company that happens to build scooters and they build little trucks and all kinds of crazy shit. Do you mean Piaggio? <laughs> you mean Faggio? Piaggio. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you play Grand Theft Auto, the uh, Faggio, right? Yeah, right. So, uh, is that what it is? Yeah. 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 If you steal a scooter in Grand Theft Auto, it's called a Faggio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making that shit up. That is not me hating on anybody. Wow. That's the game fucking company. That's bullshit. And I think that all of you need to protest and make it I'm fabulous. I'm into so, yeah, games are Rockstar, right? Rockstar. You saw the little troll dolls where the little uh, button that you make them talk is actually down between their legs. And then, oh, my wife was disgusted by that. Dude. So, so it was like these little troll dolls. And okay. It was like, you know, nah, nah. yeah. And they're like, they're supposed to have like a little button where you push it and it's like, ah, I love you. But actually, they accidentally, like, some engineer engineered the button a little too low south of the border. And right. It's like, and you push it, and she's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Have you, have you <laughs> seen the LOL doll shit? 
No, so, the ones that change color, like dude, have different clothes on. Dude, it's like my they look daughter, like a hooker. My daughter that's six, I bought her a couple of LOL dolls because that's what she wanted, right? Okay. And so as every doll that any kid has ever owned, they're naked after like five minutes. Well, of course. Right? Yeah, it's just what dolls so do. So she yeah. threw them in a fucking bucket of water to swim and all of a sudden lingerie showed up. Yes. All these dolls have lingerie and shit on them. So they're naked until they get wet? Yeah, and when they get wet, lingerie. And I'm talking like... like Thigh high tattoos. With, Some like, of them have tattoos. And tattoos and stuff. It's weird. I'm like, who would do that? Why? Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I right. tell you who did it. So anyway, George Soros. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So back to Era Maki. You sure it wasn't Obama? I think it was Obama that did it. So weird. (laughs) That is so weird. I don't want to get into the Waldolf's thing. No, we'll explore that later. Moving along. What do you have to say say about these Era (laughs) Right. Yeah, there you go. All of a sudden, yeah, he figured that out, didn't he? So, yeah, so Era it turns out Era the company that built the bikes that Harley Davidson put their badges on, um, it is, in fact, an airplane manufacturer. Mm -hmm. That's, That's kind of fun. Fucking cool! Um, I, I don't. Wasn't you, Piaggio an airplane manufacturer? Still is. Too? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it still is. I mean, Piaggio Aviation builds cutting edge business. They did the, uh, they did the, um, the twin engine uh, uh, water plane that everybody knows. Yeah, well, and they also you, built. Yeah, there. I mean, there's. It would have been cooler <laughs> if they put a, like a, a Continental like O three sixty in it or something. Um, <laughs> for anybody who has not seen a picture of what a Piaggio airplane looks like, they look like what you would expect a Piaggio airplane a to look Vespa like. With- <laughs> they look like sex. This is totally an Italian airplane. Mm-hmm. This is like saying a catfish. I like the Honda Jet better though. Well, that's true. The Honda Jet's cool, but this is Man, Piaggio. Sure. Piaggio Aviation yeah. is basically saying, hey. We can make a sexy too. Hey, you, you have you have two sets of wings. Right, we, we have three. We have three. Hey, you ever heard of a canard? We know all about canard, but right? But not only canard, yeah. we put normal wings on it too. <laughs> too, right? We we'll just fucking have wings everywhere. Yeah, you see our tail section, you'll think Lear, you're on. No, yes, no, you're look on. Look at my tail section. Have, right. Look at my tail section. We have jets. We have propellers. Right. We have anything you want. <laughs> anything yeah. you want. We have one jet and one propeller. Right. Hey, our planes yeah. run on champagne. The and they have to be from fucking the Champagne Hills of France. Eight turning, four burning, whatever. I don't care what B-36 you're running or whatever. These things are beautiful. They're just beautiful jets and they're beautiful planes, right? Because they're all uh, turboprops, right? Except for that one. Though they do sometimes get upside down. Uh, uh, well, that one has. I mean, but that taking one's... Taking a nap. Right. That one's taking a nap. They're so beautiful when they're sleeping. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, they did... Uh, so there is the P... Uh, just to let you know, though, that they are in it for the money, too, because you'll notice there's no pilot in that Piaggio. <laughs> Ooh, and it's gray. It's gray, <laughs> and there's guns. It's gray, and there's no pilot. That's not a good it's got sign. Three pedo tubes. <laughs> that's not a good <laughs> sign. Oh, that's not a good sign. But the but it is that kind of a thing. And you said the you were talking about that's the, the yeah one. that's yeah. the one we all know about the P one thirty six the P one thirty six jet. So it's a P series. That one is yeah. Yeah, it's that one is. Yeah. It's a P series. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a P one thirty five. No, I got a P one thirty six. It's cooler. Yeah. So I mean that. Is Piaggio's history, but I just I didn't know Did that about come with the free scooter. It should, right? Yeah, I mean, that right. only makes sense for fuck's sake. But I didn't know about Aramaki at all. I had no idea. I mean, the name obviously says Aramaki. It's got the word air in it. But it does turn out that yeah, it's kind of cool. I I had no idea that when Harley Davidson was slapping their badges on this um, hastily assembled. 
Italian product that it was, in fact, from another aviation manufacturer. That's kind of badass. That's cool. So I, I thought you'd like that. Um, well, they're not selling airplanes right now. so they might Well, you know, them. there's a long history of uh, European companies building scooters after they got done building warplanes. Messerschmitt, mm-hmm. you know, Messerschmitt did a good number with that. Um, that was, a you know, one that jumps immediately to mind. Uh, Mitsubishi. Yep. And Fuji Heavy with their rabbits and all that yep. stuff. And, you know, like all that cool stuff. Mitsubishi had the Silver Pigeons and some other motorcycles. Kind of cool. Why, uh, why scooters the go-to thing when they're not allowed to make airplanes anymore? Because I think that they've got the small wheels hanging around. And movement. <laughs> well, no. So the landing gear. I, I just, yeah. I watched yeah. I watched a video about um, the, the Vespa... Um, factory Enrico Piaggio and they were yeah. talking about how aviation had led itself to the design of the Vespa yeah. including the front wheel because that yeah. was actually it's a landing, landing gear, gear. Yeah, it's okay. landing gear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. the That's... single sided swing arm on the front end is yeah, yeah. And right. landing gear yeah. and the little the little 98cc motor was an APU motor an auxiliary power unit yeah. that was used to start the bigger motors and the bombers and whatnot. Right, right. Yeah, and so I mean that's, a, that's kind of an interesting jam when you think about it and that Aramaki thing that just lends into that now Aramaki went out of business uh totally ceased operations uh, nine seconds after they signed a contract with Harley Davidson. So as, most, as, as most companies, companies do. do. Right, it's right. just what happens. So you'll have that. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, got anything else? I, I do have a question uh, for Mr. Smith. Yep. No. So do the Janus guys still take your calls or do they not appreciate it? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, call, I called Grant to see yeah. if he got your links, which right. I, I knew that uh, you sent it to him, yep. but uh, I just want to make sure he got it. And he said, A, thanks very much. B, Richard was very happy to have been on the show. Oh, that's cool. See, cool. He, uh, he, Grant, had listened to about a third of it and then couldn't make his way through the rest of it. fell asleep or something. I don't know what the fuck happened by that. No, no, he said he didn't get around to finish But he up. took your call. He had what we yeah, call a yeah, stunning right. moment of clarity. Yeah, and, you know, if, if we do a DGR, I keep kicking in yeah hey you know you got to get us a a bike for the right, dgr yeah. so they, they may end up doing that so we'll see what we can squeeze out and we do know that this year september 27th dgr is choose your own adventure you can register at uh, gentlemansride.com we do strongly gentlemen's ride that's what dgr stands right. for distinguished for gentlemen's ride before. disgruntled and what is right. what is the point of the dgr well of course the point of the uh, dgr is to raise attention for the uh, november foundation which is what we call the Movember Foundation, you know, not shaving your mustache, for men's health, suicide awareness, and prevention, uh, prostate cancer research, and among many other excellent charities that gentlemansride.com has gotten themselves involved in these many years. Now, due to coronavirus and them having a very proactive stance on not spreading the goddamn disease, Mm -hmm. they've decided to no longer have a fundamental element of the ride being the joining and the gathering of. So what they're saying is it is literally... Ride together apart. Yep. You know, so it's not as dumb as it sounds. It means get registered. You can ride together, but don't start together and end together. It's just well, even a, right. even when we did we did the big long one, right? Right. We yep. got together. Yep. We weren't humping each other. When right. we got to the place, everybody stayed. Oh. 
just good distance apart. Right. Mass, I don't mass believe choir. that for right. one minute. <laughs> there was a little sex, but it was just on the side. But I'm just saying, like, because right. yeah, like, I know the BMW people fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the phrase. Oh, their their ter- their term of art is for this year is ride solo together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's ride solo together, and yeah. So yes, you know, contribute to the cause. Help your, you know, let your friends know you're doing it. They can still sponsor you. They can still donate money to the charity. That's great. They're still doing all the promos and the giveaways and all the cool stuff that they've done. Um, you know, this this group has raised twenty five million dollars uh, since twenty twelve. In twenty twenty, in America, they raised three quarters of a million dollars. Um, that's a really fucking cool thing. Yep. 30,000 people have been involved in this fucking thing uh, since the get-go. We've got a group registered in Cleveland, of course, as we have for many years. What they're doing, though, is they're saying, look, September 27th is the day. How you do it is entirely up to you. Right. You do you. You want to get weird? You want to wear a T-Rex costume? You fucking do it. But make sure you do it dapper. And... That's what September 27th is all about. It's about going out and riding. You find a group of friends. You want to ride as a small group, a clique, you know, what do they call a pod of people you're safe with, uh, a group of like-minded individuals, uh, people who will hold your hand while you're infirmed, uh, whatever it might be. Just fucking go out and do it and ride it. And I'm going to dress up. I'm going to dress up as fuck. I'm going to ride a cool bike. I got two or three bikes I might ride that day. The difference between previous year's DGRs and this DGR is, one, I'm not hurting you fucking cats. The Dennis Kucinich next to the statue? Yeah, every time I see that picture, I'm like... That guy does look a lot like You guys ran into Dennis Kucinich in fucking... In Italy, (laughs) yeah, exactly. In in Mandela Delario, I ran into Dennis Kucinich. But anywho... I'm going to ride four fucking bikes this year, bitches. Yeah. Right? I'm going to go out and be dapper all day long. There may be two or three costume changes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> As it should Because be. I'm going to ride everywhere. I'm going to ride that day. So Sunday, the 27th of September, I'm going to be distinguished as a motherfucker all do you day long. Think, do you think... I'm already can, registered. Do you think we can talk to Stefan Was about possibly showing up for some to-go... Um, libations? Libations. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Maybe for that day? There might have to be a... Um, uh, pleading. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing is this. I yeah. mean, we're all sitting here at a table. Right. So right. we've already fucking COVIDed each other if we're going to COVID each well, other. That's all the sex. Yeah. Well, you can talk to Steve about that. But, no mouth stuff. But <laughs> so you could have, you know, there's no reason why we all couldn't meet up somewhere. Right. Right. Suck down a couple of barley pops, decide what we're going to do. Right. Right. Fuck off. Go somewhere. Right. Go through some ubiquitous drive through or take out or whatever sure. do whatever get some grubs get I'm some beers I'm going to predict that we won't starve nope yeah. and we won't die of thirst but yeah. we've been doing that every single week for <laughs> since it started yeah, yeah. right yep. that's true so saying, you guys have I gotta run yeah. the fucking shop no yeah you've I've been, been sitting here, here yeah. watching you guys gather we try we try every oh. time we're like let's wait till Sunday so right. Phil can come and then we right. talk to you and you're like I'm not doing that I can't do it dude so, yeah, right. so the DGR is going to be the same thing but Phil might show up. No, it's Sunday. I can go. I'm I'm on. Sunday, Sunday. Game on, motherfuckers. I'm on. And in fact, I hope to have a small bike ride and I hope to have a big bike ride as well. So the same day. The same goddamn day. (laughs) Right. And what really probably happen is we'll probably ride somewhere cool and then sit there and drink too much. Yep. So so I have a question. So next week, some of us at this podcast. Right are going to New York with Steve and we're going to go and be stupid in New York. Right. So yeah. should we 
call in and do a podcast? Yeah, I think we should. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, do a remote cast from the the from the beautiful lakeside so, dwelling of Speculator, New York. Depending on how many people are there, we might record it there and Speculator. You I can chime in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Oh my god, I just Everybody saw a picture. Could take a laptop and Zoom cast from there. I just saw a picture of Lol Dolls. That is fucking weird, man. Right? It's crazy. No, that's really weird. That looks like fucking J-Lo with no clothes on. It's very strange. (laughs) Okay, now I'm intrigued. No, it's really ugly, man. You don't want any part of that. It's really not good. No, that's... I don't think... Well, you know, what what can I say? I grew up with G.I. Joe. I grew up with God. Yeah. And they had no wieners. No, they had no no wieners. No, that was it. Lol Dolls have wieners. You see that one there? That's the wet one that has the tattoos on the legs yeah, and the yeah, yeah. oh okay so that, that's so yeah, that's what's that happened that's what happens when you get it wet yeah yeah that's weird oh, when okay. it gets moist things happen is that cold and wet or just wet i think it's just wet okay that's kind of weird all right it's like fucking gremlins but naughty all right i'm out I like to shoot this uh stuff. yeah that's that's not cool yeah that's really weird man yeah that's that's kind of strange all right last all right. thing before we go yeah what's the best deal at cleveland motor right now oh the oh the door kicker what's the door kicker deal right now uh i'm gonna tell you that if you called me today tomorrow or whenever this airs you could almost make me an offer on the 2014 versus that has 1,700 original miles on it and is factory showroom new. What is the going price right now? It would be like under four grand. Damn. Well, I know. For a brand new 2014 motorcycle, but I mean, it's got 1,700 miles. It has never been outside of the past two years, three years. For it has been in this brand new. What's that? Brand new. Brand new. Brand new 2014 versus, I mean, it's 1,700 miles. So it's the good looking one. It's not the one. It's the Punisher headlight. Yeah. Yeah, It's the Punisher headlight uh, is the good looking one. And it is perfect in every way. Is this a 650? It's a 650. It's in my window. It's got the ABS. It's the LT. It's all the good shit. Probably 145 mile an hour top speed. It's a fast It's not a, it's a good bike. It's a good bike. I bet you it's up there. I I don't think it's it's up there. I do. Well, we're going to find out. I get you because the Ninja, the Ninja will do 155, 160, the 650. Really? So they probably down tuned it enough. Yeah, they probably did. I'm telling you 135, I doubt the gearing is as high as on the Ninja. So that's probably. No, I bet you it's the top speed 125 estimated. Originally, Originally sold for eighty two ninety nine, so I'm going to sell it for less than half of that. Yep. So if somebody did want to call the shop and was just like, "Give me the most motorcycle for the least amount of money I could that's do," it. I'd say that's probably it. I mean, I'll give you a hell of a deal on the V Star six fifty, but realistically, that Ninja for under four K, that's a lot of motorcycle, and it's a lot of virtually well, new motorcycle. I was about to say, like, yeah. you can find that motorcycle for that price, yeah. on a lot of different places, yeah. But it but won't it have has no miles. Thirty-eight thousand sure. miles, right? And it has—it's been like ball dunked, yeah. by right. whoever owned it. And this bike has—this bike was one owner before me. Yeah. And when I got the bike, it had twelve hundred miles on it. I put probably another four hundred miles on it. And the motors in those bikes, yeah. and the swing arms and stuff. Yeah. There, are, there's a guy um, on Adventure Rider mm-hmm. who 
abuses the fuck out of them and he makes yeah. them he calls them gravel runners and he does wow. modifications whatever yeah but the reason he uses that bike is because the motor is unkillable it's an unkillable motor and right. it's also a delightful motor and we were talking about earlier but that's a fucking fun bike to ride yeah, i mean yeah. every time i ride it i get a fucking giggle on my face it's a straight up fun bike i mean there's there's no well, shame I, in it. I can also say that when you're on the back of an 850, you get a boner. But, you know, besides that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would also, I mean, in. Oh, wait, somebody fucked my website up. But I would also I say I've got. Uh, yeah, I know. We get, <laughs> Renee, we get a fire Renee uh, or at least fire her up. But I got a DRZ 400 that's got uh, 2000 miles on it. That's and new. it's got the gold rims. Yeah. Uh, it's a 2015. Super yeah, Super Mo. And that's another one that this thing, for some strange reason, has a salvage title. When I bought it, it had a salvage title. And I don't know how the hell it ended up with a salvage yeah, title. That's really, that's we nice joke way. all the time. We're like, one scratch on the frame could be a salvage title to some insurance companies. It yep. could have been stolen and recovered. Right. Yep. That's another thing. And too. never really damaged. Yeah. And it's got, it's a, it's got two grand, 2,000 miles on it. It runs like a rape date. Um, it's uh, it is a good motorcycle, and that's another one that would probably go for like three thousand dollars. So if you're going to the yeah. tail of the dragon, that's yeah. the bike that's the bike to have. Yeah. That is seriously that's about as much stupid fun as you can have yep. in a motorcycle. Uh, DRZ SM, yeah, DRZ four hundred SM is a goofy fun bike. You can throw it down the road, yeah. And not hurt anything. No, it's really, and it's yep. it's a good parking lot shenanigans bike, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done wheelie, 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 stoppy, stoppy, stoppy on that bike many times, and it's totally forgiving. Like, yep. you can get away with it. You and if get, you do need parts for it, Google Suzuki Parts House. Oh, excellent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they have parts right. for my dumb bikes. They definitely have. <laughs> well, they got parts for Okay, everything. did they pay you to say that? That one they did, yes. Yeah. Oh, I will tell you a tech tip about the Suzuki DRZs. Yes. So um, if your bike is stuck in kilometers mode, it happens. Yeah. On the right-hand side is the select button, and you press and hold the select button really, really, really hard for like five seconds. Yeah. It'll switch from kilometer mode to miles per hour mode until it doesn't. Hmm. And then when that no longer happens, you have to then take the speedometer apart and replace the little thing where, I, or you can super glue the board back up a little firmer. Because what happens is people mash on that select button harder than they need to. Because yeah, it's one of those things you got to hold it for five seconds. So instead of like lightly pressing it for five seconds, just enough to make the contact, they fucking gorilla monsoon that son bitch all the way into like the front fork stanchions. Yeah. So <laughs> what you can do is you can then take it apart and super glue it back up to where it should be, and then like may, maybe like. Maybe put like a Hello Kitty next to the select button to like say, chill them the fuck out. It needs it needs to like gentle. I love this girl sex compared to the long boning dislike. I'm I also thought maybe take the rubber cap off and just put a hypodermic needle syringe on there, like a needle. So you'd be like, you'd only want to push <laughs> I was it so say, hard. If you can't push it with your finger. Use a pen, stab it with a yeah. pen or something. Well, this thing is unfucking stabbable. This thing has been stuck in. This thing has been stuck in kilometres. Since I've gotten it. So the, the day I bought it, it was stuck in kilometres. As you can see, it has 3,300 kilometres on it right now. <laughs> and uh, my my firearms instructor way back in the day is Cooper, you know, Cooper School of Colt 45 Control. <laughs> um, he used to say, I will take that trigger off and I'll replace it with a razor blade huh. if you don't learn trigger control. And I was like, okay, single action guy. Mm-hmm. And I did. I learned trigger control. And that is the opposite. Whoever has had this thing had fucking knows the difference between jam and jelly. Uh, 
because they have your jellied mom. the shit out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. There is a big difference between double action and single action. Yeah, well, I mean, believe me, it's you know, gun, gun fag podcast. Here we go. The, uh, <laughs> the worst gun right. I own was a semi-automatic double action all the time. That was horrible. By the way, the fact worse. that they wanted you to carry that to defend yourself That's or me. ridiculous. There's no way, if, John, if this came down to a situation and somebody was holding me hostage and John standing there with that gun, I'd be like, John, don't take the shot. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't take the shot. Yeah, do it. was it. the worst trigger I'd ever felt in any gun so in my life. Do? So double action means when you pull the trigger, it cocks the hammer. It was a Smith, Smith & Wesson. Wesson. But it's for law enforcement. It's double action only. Yeah. yeah. So every tr- so a single action, you should just be able to go bang, bang, Two pounds, bang, bang. three pounds trigger pull, yeah, no yeah. problem. Yeah. But this, right. every trigger pulled a really stiff you're hammer. You're cocking back. the hammer. Mm-hmm. As you're pulling it, hammer's going And then back, eventually dropping the hammer. Going back, and then all of a sudden, go bang yeah oh so there was so no now, uh, 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 there was so uh, much trigger every, every single gun, time every so single so it didn't recock it automatically right. exactly, no. exactly. how do you hold a, 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 a aiming point when it's doing that no you, you have to you have to hold a aiming point right. and pull the trigger kapow right. and we, we the worst thing is it trains you to anticipate it which is the worst thing you can yeah, ever right. do because then you're moving the, yeah. the thing and so it's like you just start cranking on it and then you just basically make sure the sight falls on your target at the last possible moment oh that's stupid wow. it's really bad and i've shot that gun too and i've been shooting my whole life and i i will tell you worst that double action only smith was made. my least favorite gun ever to shoot mm. you're like and potato guns have better accuracy than well and it was really it. bad because you couldn't you know i've had a lot of guns that were double action only for the first round right. which puts the gun into battery a double single. and then a double single and then every other shot after that is single action because it's cocked itself unless you fully release the trigger right. so a lot of them so you yeah. might have a a bang and then yeah. but you can go bang 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 right. bang bang yeah. right right so i've had a lot of guns that were that way and it's weird because it's never the same trigger pull twice kind of thing and i understand the problem there going dao double action only is but really, also too there was no way to cock it no so like let's say oh okay i have a little bit of time the only know, way to cock i couldn't gun cock it and make it a signal no there was only there was a physical hammer but you couldn't pull it but, but you, you couldn't cock it right you couldn't you couldn't it. set the hammer you couldn't set the hammer well, that's ridiculous. yeah and i'm a 1911 Whoa. person which is a whole different podcast and but like that gun made was that gun drove me crazy i hated that gun with every fiber of my being yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? And you can't convert it to make it cool. There's no way to convert it to make it awesome. It was actually a nice gun. It was all stainless steel and it's everything. Beautiful gun, but yeah. good yeah. paperweight. Yeah, throw and it at somebody. I would not if you and told it would me, keyhole the bullet if the, at a certain distance. Yeah, about, it would it would put a big the, hole in the paper. Yeah, was that forty caliber? It was not a uh, nine millimeter. Oh, it was tumbling weird. a nine millimeter. So weird. Uh, that's so weird. <laughs> anyway, that's weird. We're, I don't want to. Every time anyway. we talk about guns, we like lose nineteen fucking podcast listeners. Uh, that's enough. Um, okay, goodbye. On our way out. <laughs> so I want to buy the nine millimeter barrel conversion for my Glock twenty two. <laughs> oh, yeah, very good idea. I think that's a great. You know, I think you should do that. That's a, that's a good idea. Um, I do want to thank. We do have new patrons for some strange reason. I have no idea. I it love makes no thank you, emails and stuff. Um, How's our, Rand doing? We haven't heard from Rand this week, but what I I would like to call attention, if I would, did anybody like the flaming? Yeah, everyone loved the flaming. Okay. okay, so our evil can evil shenanigans last <laughs> week at the end of the podcast. If you don't know, we'll go back last week two ninety two. Watch the video; it's lots of fun. We also have. Um, we also have Cleveland Moto After Dark. Exposed. Exposed. Cleveland Moto <laughs> After Dark. 
Uh, yeah, Cleveland Moto Exposed. We had a blast here the other night. Uh, we just had too much fun for being grown ass adults. Um, we should we, have explosives though. We had. Yeah, yeah, we should probably. We should probably bring some explosives. I, learned, I agree. I did watched a video on how to make gasoline mortars, and we're going to do that. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So and so to give you an idea, so uh, this morning or sorry, <clears throat> today at nine twenty six a.m. Uh, pompous former hot dog vendor <laughs> became a ten dollar a month patron <laughs> with a hot with a hotline number already sent out to him. Thank you, pompous one. Pompous former hot dog vendor uh, Jonathan Fergrosa. That's his real name, Jonathan Fergrosa. Fergrosa. Thank um, you, John. He became a ten dollar patron member. You demand um, Adam Hockenberry. So Adam Hockenberry became a ten dollar patron member, and I uh, lost Cody, a girlfriend for a Hockenberry. That's <laughs> exactly. If, if, you know, if you catch them early in season, you get two for one. <laughs> They're uh, you got a little extra Hocken to Hockenberry. Um, Cody Denton also this month. So yes. those are our ten dollar. Uh, those well are the, the hotline members for this month of August. So we're going to thank you guys for Thanks, being guys. hotline yeah, members. This, uh, yep, this will be. Uh, can you send us a bottle yeah. of bourbon next time? Yeah, that would be <laughs> let's do that. No, but with this money, we can buy bourbon. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. and actually, right now we're no shortage of bourbon. Uh, we're yeah. looking pretty good on the bourbon. <laughs> I'm not really drinking yeah. bourbon. So that's so those are our pot. Those are our awesome. This is uh, the interesting part, podcast when you drink bourbon. <laughs> no, when you drink, you know, when you drink. Bourbon. Oh, it is I, true. I, I when, we get, when we get yeah. when we get sloppy when we get sloppy Look. sewer guy, that's a good fucking. Okay, well, we're drinking bourbon. We're drinking bourbon and speculating. Later. So oh, yeah, yeah. I will guys I'm gonna let you guys know for podcast number two ninety-four, because two ninety-three is right now, two ninety-four, we're gonna talk about the differences between a Yamaha two fifty LC versus an RG two fifty gamma. Okay. Uh-huh. Sure. What they what are they? Well what they both are is two strokes. Two strokes, right? Yeah. right and what right. they both are is there's one that's a Yamaha, and there's the other one is a bike you'd kill your mother to have a ride on. Right. Right. So that's the difference between the two. Uh, So it is a very interesting conundrum because, yes, a a gamma. I used to I used to kind of go out with a girl that rode a gamma. Really? Really? You know, a girl, a girl. Not that that's so bizarre. Didn't Jenny go out with her? She's a friend, you know, but yeah, she rode a gamma. I thought he found a gamma. What's that? Didn't Johnny Chrome just. Almost find a gamma. I don't know. <laughs> she had a 250 gamma. I, I never wrote it. Highly unlikely that Johnny Chrome would be buying a 250 gamma. But he was into that stuff. He no, was. I'll tell you that. that right. but yeah. he's not much sure, I could look it up. Right yeah, yeah, he's true. doing eight. It's not a Model A. Model T right. or whatever. Yeah, it's that's that's fair. That that's what it is. So. I could be wrong. I'm, yeah, I'm frequently wrong. Well, there you go. Uh, but, but anyway, that's why we yeah. love you. I want to go smoke a cigarette. We're we're gonna call it, man. That's it. Anybody got anything else? Fuck it. Ride fast and take chances. Two hours and thirty minutes of quality entertainment.